0: Running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart US Podcast, episode number forty-two, named after Big Game James. And let me make this clear: Big Game James Worthy, not James Yap. This is Stancy at your service, right across me. Raf Camus. also right across me. Rome Moran. what's up, boys? na <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys,
1: we retired this in twenty fourteen.
0: All right, don't. Not, no, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't going We not, weren't going, there. going don't go there. Go there! We don't weren't going there! Go there. Don't we're don't. Say, no, I was just we saying, we were just, just making no, no, no. Yeah, because fuck Madi James no, Yap, James man. Up. Fuck James Yap, fuck Bimbi. Fuck the dog! No, good job, dog, for <laughs> biting Bimby. He fucker, deserved to get bitten Fuck yeah. Yeah, while we're at it, yeah. yeah. Can man. we talk about wrestling? Okay, fine. No, 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 speaking of wrestling. Yeah, it was a big week for you, for you, because you finally entered PWR Boot Camp, Batch 3. And how was batch that Batch two. Batch two.
2: Batch three. You're batch batch three. three. You're a we, we were batch two. The main roster guys right now are batch one.
0: Okay, para yeah. yung para claro Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so how, <laughs> oh, how, how was it? We're not doing that. How was it? How was you, it? We're not doing this. Okay. Are you
0: in pain? Are you like okay, nursing f- injuries the first,
1: now? The first three hours after was some of the most pain I have felt from working out in a long time. From working out. From, from working, working out. From but working not out. from the bumps. From, not from the pain. Not from the bumps. Not from all the shit that I took. Emotionally, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm I'm afraid camp. of asking. I'm afraid to ask. Oh, no, it's
1: that's confidential, <laughs> but uh, No, I'm. All I have to say is, it's a lot more intense than I thought it would be. Like I haven't, like I'm compared to Roe, I've gone through a lot more athletic things mm, in my life. Time. I will, I will concede this. And like I've I've trained with Atos BJJ, and they're fucking crazy, and. I know some of you are listening. Hey guys, what's up? Um, and they've they've put me through my paces a lot, mm. but nothing on the level that PWR Bootcamp has. And I thought, that, you know, that's the most pain I'm ever gonna have training for Asian BJJ mm. tournament. And I thought, you know, it can't get any worse than that. Two a days, like two a days, and running, like oh god, like five k. Five K in
0: a day. You've also been doing DDP yoga since late last year. Has has yeah, that been helpful? And it
1: helped. It helped like a motherfucker. Wow. Like, no joke. Um JDL and I talked about it a bit after after the boot camp. And then he's like, you know, it's it actually does help. All the stretching involved, that's mm. why R V D doesn't get injured at all. And possibly because of all the marijuana he smokes
2: <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of but speaking but of no, speaking of No, no, of no, no,
1: no, no, no marijuana no. involved. No, no, no. no, process. No, no.
2: Speaking of, <laughs> Red was telling me that I apparently understated how tough the boot camp was. And yes, was like, you did. Le, for him. Okay, man. For Yeah, for him. And for most other people. Okay, to so... To be honest with you. But uh, it's like, you can't really say what it is until you go through with it. Exactly. But it has to be experienced to be believed. It.
0: Yeah. So, are Are there any girls this batch? No, unfortunately. No girls
1: this batch. We are... Four
0: of us showed up <laughs> So there are only four no. guys and Four no, you no, no, and uh, red. Four of you guys Four of you guys We're red and
1: Jan. Um, John
0: John Rubellas from
2: SGP And and, uh, and
1: what? And what's his name? Best in the world
2: Kavan uh, yeah. and, and, and no, K-van. another
0: guy and, si Oh no, yeah Farlo? Five Five
1: Five. Carlo,
2: Carlo. So um, just 30 five 30 guys. year old
0: Carlo. Wow, just five guys.
2: 33-year-old. He was kind of like the MDJ. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was a little he was older old. than
1: us. And then um, we had three guys who backed off of day one the night before.
0: Dude, for, no, 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 for but one reason for, or for another. For
1: one reason or another, which was completely valid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not pussied out. Alright, so you went like through you. the whole But even
0: then but I it, never no, no. pussied out Because I never fucking declared for no, it no, That's true, he has a point. Don't give me that point. shit yeah, you
1: have, Okay, you have a point I'm, sorry. I'm <laughs> watching you <laughs> now, man You are yeah, for you me now You can't watch me yet I'm still in development. No, he can,
2: he can come to, can come to practice
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I can come to practice And I can watch you all I want You're
1: gonna make the drive
0: to that. He should to watch. No, he should have actually I will. You should no, have no, but He should have
2: Because we had a photo shoot And he wasn't there He's the only guy Who did not have Official new pictures
0: Papi, ako did you get him an official? Uh, I, I uh, know, I know. Have you haven't fucking graduated <laughs> yet. No, 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 no. he's oh, all right. right. He's As the fucking announcer. Well, why would the announcer have a photo?
1: I don't know. Justin Roberts has one. Yeah,
0: he has a point. <laughs> Justin Jimmy, Roberts used to have photos. Tony Tillman's photos. Is anyone going to ask for your autograph? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I have fans. No, Do You? <laughs> Wow, yes. you are livid. You're, you're irate. You know, to borrow these words that Michael Cole uses week after week, you're livid and irate <laughs> at the same time. No, no, but it's to...
1: that kind of a day. When, yeah, the, when a bus starts oh, yeah, burning it's okay, it's on so... EDSA and you're stuck in that kind of shitstorm of traffic, and not it's just that. that kind of a day.
2: Not just that.
1: Let's stop talking about me. Let's, let's end my story there. No, but uh, I have to say... spots and botches. I have to
2: say that their bootcamp batch is really considerably lesser than the past two. Yeah, it's I, it's it's baffling. On the first day of our boot camp, we were waiting so long to take turns doing the drills because there were so many of us. Yeah, and then sa ang and we and and even, we got
1: to, we got to run everything, even though even if direction. even if
2: yeah even if the guys who backed out for one reason or another that that day
1: yeah
2: even showed up kondi parin sila okay that's that's how you know how drastic it was. And
0: I guess this will be a good time to call call on anybody listening to the podcast. If you want to be part of the PWR the Bootcamp, ne- so stay tuned. Film. Yeah, stay the next boot so bootcamp. And this we is, want you to be part of this. And this is the thing.
1: I have a lot of people who listen to this podcast tell me, hey man, you know what? camp, I already have a character ready. I'm so good for this. I've already messaged them. I'm, and then the, they don't
2: follow through. Yo, yo, yo. I'm so glad you mentioned that because a lot of people... A lot of people um, on Facebook, on the internet, have commented so much on PWR's uh, fan page or wherever have you that oh, I want to join this. I'm ready for this. I want to be the, like the next WWE superstar. Show or whatever. Up. and then they don't show up.
1: Show up, motherfuckers!
2: But uh, okay, the first step to getting anywhere at all is to show up. Now that's showing a- up,
1: showing up is ninety percent of the battle.
2: I don't want to. I know, don't know
1: who 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 is the original sayer of that quote.
2: I don't want to antagonize anyone, but... Oh, well, I'll
1: antagonize people off air. No, you just
2: did. Both of you just no, did. No, no, no,
1: no. I'll, I'll call people out off air.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> I really didn't want to antagonize anyone, Because especially if you really want to become a wrestler, but this shit is not getting you anywhere at all. And then you come on in, You come on the face on the Facebook pages and say, oh, I want to do this. I'm going to be the next superstar. You know, contact me. But where the
0: hell are you when we're looking for you and telling you to show up at this place? I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I guess... Well, I, I kind of don't want to delve into specifics, but we do know that the Facebook page went down for a while. I guess mm. that kind of... Play no, no, no. The, no, no, play no, the, no, no that, that has no, no, do with it. That has nothing to do yeah. with it.
1: They messaged me after. Like, even though they knew that I was the announcer, even though, you know, the board knows me personally, the wrestlers and trainers involved, Bombay, JDL, they know me. They messaged me as, as part of that group message mm. type thing. Uh-oh. Like, hello, Rafael. By the way... Our Facebook page originally went down, but here we're messaging you again, as you have shown us, Oh interest. yeah, yeah, they've done they that. did that for me.
0: Oh, well, that's a lot of effort, and you, and you have to give the PWR that... guys credit for that.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah, good job, GM. no, Back it up, guys. Okay, if I'm making you angry right now, if you're one of those people I'm making you angry, good, good. because I want you to show up and prove me wrong, prove us wrong, because if uh, because we're looking for new blood. And you say you want to be new blood, but you're not anywhere to be found. So come on.
1: If you guys are at home trying to develop your characters, don't bother. Yeah, Work not...
2: on your cardio and show up and try
1: this shit out because it goes beyond just having a good gimmick and character. JDL said himself in the sh- in the in our meeting right after the training that you know what? You can have the best character, you can have the best gimmick, an actual catchphrase, good music, but if you can't even do a basic arm drag takedown or a clothesline, or even run the fucking ropes.
2: <laughs> hey, the physical stuff is fine. You you, you, you can teach that. You uh, can teach that, but... Contrary to what uh, Enzo Amore says, you can actually teach that.
1: <laughs> you can teach part of it, but the thing no, is, no, if, yeah. if you're not even trying to do the basics, you or if puppy. you can't do the basics, what's the point?
2: All right. No, no, no. Um. I don't. I don't mind unless
1: you're going to no. be a manager.
2: No, no, no. I don't mind not being. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah no, no. Sorry. I know we we got we got turned about this. No. Um, I don't mind we not. Turnt- I don't mind not being able to do the basics. But if you're sitting at home wanting to be a wrestler and all you're doing is you know working on your character, picking your theme music, looking at your what your finisher is going to be, that's not working at all. It's not working for you. It's not working for us. It's not working for anyone at all.
0: All right. Are we good? Yes, we are. Yeah, we're good. All right. Sorry,
2: sorry. When I'm feeding, sick. All right, all right. That's why I shut up up for the last three
0: minutes. Yeah, no, no, no. All right. That's fine. I'm glad you boys got that shit out of your systems because we're 11 minutes in. We have a special guest tonight, and we're going to be talking to him in just a bit. It's the special number 42 episode of the SGB podcast, Big Game James. Worthy. Uh, We're (laughs) going to be coming right back with our guest. Stay tuned. Hang with us. I'm Ryan
3: Sangalia, and you're listening to the SGP Podcast with these three jabronis over here. And we're probably going to take some selfies. Ken fucking Warren! The whole fucking show!
0: More of episode 42 of the SGP Podcast. Our guests have been coming in droves. We're just so happy, so thankful to have our guests. We had Red Oliera two weeks ago. Last week, we had Quark Canaris. This week, our special guest on the SGP Podcast. He is a features writer for Ring Magazine, the Bible of Boxing. He's also the only Filipino in the Boxing Writers Association of America. He's also the current sports editor of Rappler.com and a former porn star, Please welcome to the SGP podcast, Mister Ryan Songalia. Uh, thank, you so much for
3: ha- thank you so much for having me here. It's uh, it's great to be hanging out with you guys, and uh, I just want to make one comment though because. You said uh, number forty two is big game James Worthy. Yeah, he's not even the most famous athlete who had number forty two.
0: And who is it was this Jackie most
3: Robinson? Ad- oh my goodness, man! Oh no,
0: baseball. I don't watch baseball. We just had
3: the Martin Luther King I was episode about to bring that of out. Raw, and he know?
1: just
0: showed it like he and was he like the third took, guy who
3: comes out. And he took a shit on Jackie Robinson, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's up? Well, I'm sorry. Uh, obviously, my American history is my knowledge of American history is uh, close to none. You heathen.
3: It's all right. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to, like, just educate you guys and shit like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sure. No, that's fine. That's okay. We've
3: taken enough of that from Brian Leo, though, but... We welcome it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, like, rip off his gimmick or nothing like that. He might come in here and kick my ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know your boundaries, though. I mean, you're already bald, so You <laughs> know, I, I, I don't mess
3: with anybody with a happy trail. Cause, you know, <laughs> <a guy laughs> like that, you <laughs> know, just do, is, is capable of anything.
2: He's, I can say, um, personally, he's proud to rock the happy trail.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know what, if I could pull it off like that, man, you know, like, go out there with the, dan- like the million-dollar man trunks, you know, all up high and stuff with the happy trail, I'd be rocking that every day.
0: Man. <laughs> to work all right, all right. Uh, Of course <laughs> business at hand Here on episode number 42 We're so excited of course to have Ryan here uh, We're going to be asking him about a lot of things Both uh, wrestling related and boxing related as well but And the million dollar question Regarding The state the infamous, of wrestling in the Philippines <laughs>
3: hey. The infamous
1: state of wrestling in the Philippines Because of one man
3: Don't what? ask me about that asshole man <laughs> no, I,
1: You know I was actually going to call it the vigilante sting But
2: <laughs>
3: <Yay>. <laughs>
0: I thought we were going to try to put him over
3: Oh, we are. We are. Row called me JBL the other day, so I'm burying everyone. I guess
0: I that's my gimmick now. All right, that's fine. That's fine. All right, let's get down to business. Let's get to this list. Uh, it's a list that we basically composed of the things we like, things we didn't like in wrestling this week. We call this list spots and
1: matches.
3: Matches.
0: Our first item on the spots and boxes list. Let's talk about so Raw. Let's talk about Raw, the beginning and the ending of Raw, because there's something to say after you know after a go-home show like last Monday's Raw. That,
2: no, no, that wasn't the go-home show. It should have been the go-home show, but it
0: wasn't. This is a go-home show, baby. Bye. 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 saucy. All right, so uh, you had the beginning segment and the ending segment, all of which featured basically the main players of the main event of the Royal Rumble. I'm talking about Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, John Cena. Of course, you have to have the authority there as well. And, and Paul Heyman. Heyman baby right. Right. So all, all of them are there people can't stop people on the internet can't stop talking about Seth Rollins and his performance on the mic again for the second straight week baby
1: you know when Seth Rollins brings brock 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 trolling brock 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 brock, brock. <laughs> it just makes for good tv like when he's annoying enough as is as the chicken shit heel but now that he's on the big screen like in glorious Oz-like majesty. It is beautiful just to see him go, Brock.
0: Brock. It's fine, Brock. Brock. Brock, Brock, <laughs> Brock. And you can see it from you know the beginning and the ending segments of Monday Night Raw. Now uh, they were really putting a lot of the spotlight on the championship match, which also tells you that there is a glaring issue at hand, and that issue being that the Royal Rumble match hasn't been given a lot of uh, a lot of focus unlike previous years.
3: Well, I actually like that a little bit, like um because. Um, I I think it's great that the the WWE title is becoming important again because it's been off TV for a long time. Uh, they got to make their money when they have it. They have Brock Lesnar for a big show, and they've really built up this, this feud amazingly. We have um seth coming in uh, uh we don't know who it's like finally it's a legit triangle match i hate yeah. it when we have uh three-way battles where it's like two on one and then you know eventually that someone's going to want to win the title and then they turn i like it when we go in there and we know that all three guys want to destroy each other um i think they're doing a great job with it actually
2: i agree with you i agree with that um everyone in this match as of last week as of last monday's episode looks really great and deserves to be in this match But um, to go into that point, the Rumble hasn't been properly hyped enough. Yeah. They have three hours of Raw in order to do this. Right. And not more
1: than five seconds. Not more than five seconds of it is done to hype up anyone else except, like, you know, Bray Wyatt's in it, Roman Reigns is in it, and they don't even get airtime for it. If they do it on SmackDown this week, maybe.
2: You know my issue cuz eh, over the last 2 weeks. No no wait, wait wait. Um sure. only Brian Wyatt uh, actually, you know, referenced the Rumble. Dean Ambrose. And Ambrose. Dean Ambrose But not so much But, you
1: know,
0: if it's, yeah, that's it's one right promo, there. Right. 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 Say it just to say it.
1: It is the low hanging fruit.
0: Oh, it's just to say it. There. My big issue is that in previous years, you actually remember. Now there's a montage of all these superstars backstage, no, and man, be like, look, "I'll be the one who oh, win right. the rumble. I'm the one who win, uh, the, who throws 29 other superstars this year. Well, I'm gonna this year? Not at all. And it's something that's obviously and glaringly missing for me. What no, like,
3: about like every yeah. year how they have like the um the like the the go home show will be um oh everyone at the end they gotta have a big brawl and they're throwing yeah. each other. I think that's so stupid and cliche. Like, you know, I, I think that they, they should do something to talk a little bit about it. But at the same time, I, I hope that they don't just go back on, on SmackDown and just do the same thing that they're always doing. I, I would like to see something different. Uh, I would like to actually first off, I would know how they're going to incorporate in uh, the three returning uh, Raw guys. Um, I, I want to know how they're going to um, really build a storyline. We have to know going in what is the big thing that we have to watch for. And then they give us the swerve.
2: No, I'm, yeah, I agree with you that um, the whole "go home," you know, cliche of having everyone get in the ring and just create chaos is cliche then, and uh, you know, it, it's then. It. Right. But um, the guys, I don't know, my issue is the guys who have mentioned the rumble in the past few weeks haven't really been mentioning it in a great special way. They're just there, really, you know, and it's not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, it's not. It's really not doing that much for me, and. What? We have three hours of Raw, and you get stuff like, what, the Legends panel, and <laughs> and what else have you. The Ascension Burial. Uh, which we'll get to later.
0: Right. Now, uh, Ryan earlier mentioned the three guys were getting rehired a mere two weeks after they got fired. Uh, we're referring to Eric Rowan, of course, Adolf uh, Ziggler, and Ryback. Now, an- another item that we're bringing up is those three guys, the reason why they're back is because the authority pretty much forced the audience to vote. Whether or not John Cena should fight for his friends' jobs and put his WWE Championship opportunity at the Rumble on the line, and right off, right off, uh, right off the bat, it's a botch. It's something bad. It just really shows how poor the character development has been for John Cena. Yeah,
3: and I agree. Um, but for me, like when they had. Um the, the the voting there was a, there were two ways you could cool. look at it cuz even Cena mentioned that that people may have voted there was 85 to 15 i believe was the, yeah, for the votes that's bit. exactly right um they wanted him to uh maybe lose get 3 on 1 which obviously come on man you know 3 on 1 you, got, you have to throw like 20 on 1 you know to beat Cena these <laughs> but days. he has
1: one he has one against the entire roster with Randy Orton in his corner that that it? is
3: true yeah so maybe they need to call up some NXT guys at the same time and just <laughs> Just jump on him, you know, and then, like, maybe do, like, remember how Mankind beat The Rock with the forklift on top yeah. of him? Then maybe, you know, so I, I in that sense, I, I couldn't buy it also that um, three guys could beat Cena because... Uh, who, with three guys, with three mortals could do so? But, um, <laughs> that that, that you is know, true. That's it, a point. There's no believability to it. But uh, at, at the same time, it, it does put the, the authority in a weird spot because then it makes them look like, oh, our plan backfired on us again. All Sting had to do is come in and just, like, point a baseball bat and not actually, like, hit anyone. And, and you don't have to sell a, a stomach kick for three minutes, you know. <laughs> I mean, it kind of made the authority look kind of stupid.
2: No, it, it really did make everyone look kind of stupid there. Because first of all, who wouldn't you know vote for Cena to get into that match and give up his possibly give up his championship opportunity to get the Three Guys job? But everyone loves the Three Guys more than more than Cena. Well, except we for want the kids.
1: We exactly.
0: Want Z- yeah, and the issue, man, is like at first John Cena didn't want to do it. I mean, like you could see. I mean, what a prick. Yeah, it, yeah it, what a douchebag. Yeah, it, it is hashtag scumbag Cena at its finest, but you have to give John Cena the actor credit where credit is due. Like, his facial expression game, still on point. But no, you could fuck y- him. You can pretty, <laughs> pretty much see the guy was fucking unwilling to give up his title shot. Oh, wow, that's a... The hell, man? How do you expect but, him to be the role model for your children if he can't even fight for his friend's job? You
2: know, a championship, a gold belt, is more important than your friend's livelihood. So, he didn't even mention anything until Steph brought it up.
0: Right, right. So, but it really just goes to show how 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 a huge scumbag John Cena has become. You see them? No, I'm becoming <laughs> overwhelmed here. Fuck you, John. Yeah, it's like this. Like,
3: uh, why is it such a big deal to give up his uh, title shot? Because he gets like thirty title shots a year, anyways. You know? <laughs> Doesn't true. even have to. You know, like he could just come in, like, oh, I'm the number one contender because uh, fucking uh, fruity pebbles and shit. You know. <laughs> uh, so I don't know why it's such a big thing. Like he's like so tormented by this. Like, uh you know, the, the the guys had a million title shots. Just fucking be a good friend for a change.
0: But you know, one good thing about John Cena though this week, I just have to say this: his new shirt. I actually like it. I like the Charlotte Hornets colorway. I don't like the design though on the the I three. I like the, the retro three... design, dude. No,
1: no, no. The lettering's fine. The three images of the dudes are not. I
0: liked it, dude. It was John Cena. How do you like John that? It, it was the John Cena we love. I am judging your loved. taste in design now. No, dude. It was the John Cena really? we love. Ruthless aggression. Then John why don't you Cena. go wear it then? If
3: you if you <laughs> like it so much, I want
0: to see you wear it down the street and then. Well, I show.
3: When everyone throws shit at you, it's you know. It's
0: fucking 24.99 man. It's fucking expensive. Walking it's new. you're down the street and people are throwing, like, milk on you and everything like <laughs> that, soda. Dude, the only shirts I'm buying off www.shop.com right now are the ones under $10.
3: So, uh, The Miz. Nino, man.
0: Nino, man. Uh, yeah. What's that? $10 and under. Ngay- That's my budget.
2: Geneva, no, yung så- yung taste
1: oh, uh, fuck the-
0: you, the- man. Indesign. Indesign. Fuck you, man. Anyway, <laughs> m- back to business, back to business. Let's talk about Lucha Underground this time. Lots of good stuff to talk about regarding Lucha Underground from last week's episode. Let's start off with the man they call Cage. And the I- debut
1: of the man they call Cage. I
0: have an issue, though, that they always refer to him as the man they call Cage. No, they call him Cage.
2: Wins. That's him. They call
0: him Cage. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. your winner is. They call him Cage. Which is grammatically incorrect, by the way. But, like, as a wrestler, <laughs> you take that shit away. Cage as a package is pretty good. What? As a package Are you talking wrestler. About
2: his
1: package? I'm not talking
0: about what his fuck? package. I'm talking about him as a packaged wrestler. You, you sick freak! He's, you said his package was pretty good. No, I said what as fuck? a package, he was packaged well. We wow. thought you were referring he had to a his
3: package package, huh? It's <laughs> pretty nice. Yeah, you, you motherfuckers better you get your minds out there. of out
0: of the gutter.
2: No, no, but he's he's like the better big Rick because uh um, he he knows how to get from one spot to the other more than big Rick. I think Rick is kind of slow and I don't mean, eight, uh, Cage is like a dynamo in in the ring. He's like a, he's
0: like a faster Big E. He's like a better Mojo Rawley.
2: Mm,
0: not, not, so not so well, much. Not so much. Everyone
2: is a better Mojo Rawley,
0: actually. And Mojo Rawley's built is, at its best, would have been Cesaro. See, Cage is like a white sure. Big E. Yeah, yeah, a white. <laughs> so he's he's Ryback. Right <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, actually. for I remember the times actually, when, when, Big, when Big E first debuted They called him Ryback.
0: <laughs> my, no, but my
3: favorite was actually Chalk Lesnar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah. So, uh, see, so Cage, he actually moves moves very well. They set him up to to win a fatal four way elimination match yeah. against Angelico and two other luchadors.
2: Angelico is a South African luchador. <laughs>
0: yeah. So he's a Era star, star in the nose. Argenio Ar- or something. Argenis. Argenis, thank you. So, yeah, Aerostar, Arhennis, Angelico, and Cage were in that Fatal 4-Way. And, like, I was putting my money on Angelico being the first one out. Because he was supposedly the pretty boy. But he was actually the last no, one I to get eliminated. Air- I thought
2: Aerostar was going to win it.
0: Ah, really? He has the best gear. No,
2: he's somewhat of an, of a big deal down in Mexico.
0: Yeah. Ah, okay. See, I didn't know that. I was expecting that uh, Cage to really from the outset. Because, like, look at the sheer size of that motherfucker.
2: The only botch I could see with this whole thing, with the whole Cage thing, is that... By the end, at the end of the sh- uh, at the end of the match, he was so gassed. He was. He, he was, was very gassed. I don't know why. Parang but, um, but but he he only he didn't do like the the middle part of the match, right? Yeah, he was outside. Mm-hmm. The yeah, he was on the yeah, outside. But, oh, oh god! Did you did you you know juice yourself up too much? What are you You did you listen?
1: Like, My name is Cage. He sounds like John Sebastian, though. <laughs> <laughs> In, is, <laughs> In what way? No, the 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 whole. My name? Like, just the manner, the. Then, Kamis would know.
0: No no, 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 no,
2: no, but Cage is. Like, he, he cut a bad promo because he was so gassed he couldn't keep up the pace. My
0: name is Cage.
2: And they call me. Cage.
0: The Machine. <laughs> but it's okay because so like at the end, naman siya When he came out and interfered at the end of the main event, uh, those triple power bombs in succession, plus the way that he just destroyed your Lucha Underground Champion was actually a great uh, a great way to push heel heat towards his way. Uh,
2: Speaking so you know, of main event, let's go to the main event. Now. Thank
0: you. Uh, Phoenix versus Puma for the Lucha Underground Another Championship. Another spot. Very good match. Uh, very, very well-executed match. 12 minutes no, yeah, more or these, less yeah
2: yeah 12 minutes uh, 15 gonna, these two try to kill each other and that's not you know Drago and King Querno. these two try to kill each other and then Cage comes in and tries to kill Puma
0: yeah, yeah that was that was crazy that was crazy can we spoil the finish though yeah sure it's been a week
2: <laughs> Phoenix walking on the top rope right to the other, other corner <laughs> fucking insane yeah, so, I've never ever seen that before.
0: So Puma kicks him down, and that's when he does his finish, the 450, 630. Ah, uh, Six sorry, the 630 for the win. And right after his hand is raised in victory, Cage comes in and fucking demolishes Prince Puma, mm-hmm. and that pretty much declares his intentions, uh, you know, to pursue the Lucha Underground Championship. Now yeah, speaking. of... The Tom's
2: of... World Token Belt. <laughs>
0: Uh, Speaking of Lucha Underground, more big news coming your way straight from the El Rey Network. Alberto Del Rio, or now we know him as Alberto El Patron, Patron. is now the newest member of the Lucha Underground roster. Reports do say that he will be debuting um, by February.
3: I love this because um, you know he was—they were trying to get him over as a babyface, you know, with the Mexican angle, uh, similar to how um, Rey Mysterio was big in Mexico. I don't think they ever really accomplished that when he was in WWE then he gets fired for standing up to racism. He smacks some guy who shouldn't even, like, why does it even matter if if, uh, if he smacks the guy? The guy's probably a temp or something. And, uh, so, like, now he's getting fired and he's gonna go work in Mexico. I think it's great because now he's, like, the Mexico superhero. He's right. He's very Mysterio times 20. They should put him over as, like, the number one baby base. He should be, like, Enoki of Mexico now because he stood up against, you know, the oppressors. Because, look, this, this, this is the company, WWE, that gave you like two guys on lawnmowers you know and, <laughs> and now we have like the matadors whatever with a little right. bull you know it's but who aren't Spanish?
2: even Mexican who aren't even Mexican they're Puerto Rican
3: but it's just, still it's just so much racism oh, yeah man. that's true that's true and, and then agree. Alberto was the only guy who stood up to them and he's cutting promos in England telling everyone that how uh, you know Vince McMahon is Hitler and everything like that, that they, should, they should make that guy into a hero he should have a a freaking uh, statue somewhere of himself <laughs> he is, he is like the Jose Rizal of Mexico now.
2: <laughs> he's, he's making good money. Uh, um, Alberto is working in Triple A, Ring of Honor, and now Lucha Underground, and he turned down TNA.
0: <laughs> yeah, so could we actually say at this point in time, now, him being fired from WWE is the best thing that happened to him so far? Quite possibly. No, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree.
3: I, I like it because, you know, it, it gives him, like, obviously, like, we were talking about how WWE ruins gimmicks. And I thought that when he came into WWE, he had a great gimmick. He and did. He did. His agree, yeah. was amazing. Yes, it was. It like, was. Like, I had never seen an angle like this. Maybe it's because I'm not familiar so much with uh, the uh, angles that they run down in Mexico. But they had, like, uh, you know, the baby face Rey Mysterio against the aristocratic rich Mexican guy. I thought that was incredible. And then somewhere along the line, they ruined it. And then they went with the tea party thing against Jack Swag that was weird it, it, it would it could have been a great thing if they didn't like put the brakes on it I think if they let um who, who, who is the manager guy the uh, Dutch Ricardo. Mantel uh, uh,
0: Zeb, uh, Zeb, Zeb Coulter Colter. Zeb, if
3: they let Zeb Coulter you know kayfabe uh, if they let him go out there and like just go out and really like be racist it would have been great and then have Alberto look devastating but they didn't, and then no one really got behind it. I think with him being out there and having uh, all of his great ideas, being able to implement them, he has. I- I'm pretty sure he'll have a lot of say in what his creative is. I think they the, really the training wheels are off, and we could see some exciting.
2: And I think he wouldn't have gotten the same mileage if he was still Dos Caras Jr. Now,
0: that's true. That's but, um, true. okay.
2: He's if he were a masked wrestler still. I think he's like one of a uh, hundred masked wrestlers, masked Mexican wrestlers.
0: How does that make him different?
2: Oh, and now that he has a face, but oh, now he has what? movie star good looks.
0: Right, right. Um, and sorry, one last thing on Alberto. Like Back when he was being built on SmackDown in 2010, I think… The first, first run. The first right, run. the first run. I think, the, 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 the amazing rookie season. The aristocrat, exactly. I think the reason why it clicked and worked so well is because it gave off telenovela vibes. Mm-hmm, yes. True. It had that telenovela uh, tropey. TROPE! Oh, TROPE, I mean, you I mean, shit,
3: motherfucker! Ha- Learn
0: some English,
1: you, you fucking pull Word of the week, of big word of the week,
0: and you're putting F- Tr- so, trophy, 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 trophy. It gave off Telenovela, Telenovela, <laughs> <laughs> fucking giving off Telenovela trophy, tropes. Someone keeps saying his meds, man. <laughs> <laughs> telenovela. <laughs>
3: You know what? It was great because, like, I always used to watch, like, those telenovelas when I was a little kid and not understand Spanish. And I used to think, actually, you know, when I was, like, retarded at, like, eight, like, I thought that they were just talking gibberish. I didn't know that that was actually, like, communication. So, like, this is, like, the first time that I actually got to understand, like, wow, I've been, like, interpreting this wrong the whole way. I thought they were, like, on the wrestling team together or, like, someone's cheating off the, the math test. I didn't know there was, like, real shit going on there.
0: Right, right. So I I think that's really the reason why uh the first run went well. Yes. So so there. I, it
1: was I, something completely different
0: yeah, at and, the time. Right, right. And sayang Lang, you know, in in 4 years in a mere 4 years this is where Alberto El Patrón is right now. And this is where WWE is WWE is right now.
3: Do you remember in the Facebook group that there was like that one guy who posted a YouTube video of um uh, it was like the like the supposed to be his new theme song, and it was actually like by Molotov, and it was like about like how like Mexican stereotypes in America, and I got really excited. Like I had never heard that song before, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be his real new theme song. I love this. Man. I believe
2: it's it's his AAA theme song. So it was. I think so. Yeah.
3: Oh man, he should bring that back then. If that's something that he actually did, I think that's awesome, man. He can't talk about WWE anymore, right? Yeah, he can't. So Even he can
0: settlement just, close near. So he can just put this song on. Hmm. We know that would what that work. Is. That would work. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, if that, if that's something we'll see out of him when he debuts in Lucha Underground, yeah, fine and well, fine and good. All right, uh, next item on the list, let's go back to WWE talk and let's talk about the burial of the Ascension. <laughs> I think we can legitimately call it a burial now after what we saw on Raw.
3: You know, but I have to say, I really do like their new theme song. <laughs> We're a two-man band! <laughs> 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 You know what though, I think it's great because um you know, Heath Slater's getting the bump up now, you know, he's uh he's got a real angle going, so uh, let, let the ascension go out there and uh Bumped their little asses all over the ring for the New Age Outlaws. Uh, you know, I just I I've seen this stuff. I'm gonna right, I'm gonna stop fucking around for a minute. But like I I, <laughs> I actually uh, I've seen some of their NXT stuff, and I do um, agree that they had some things going on for them. But it's just something different when you're in the big arena and you know those bright lights. You're not you're not wrestling in front of your same cousins every week. You know what I mean? You're going on the road and and you're live TV. For me, I think that maybe it's a bit that because um, you can't just go out there and say that they're getting this creative handed to them, and you know you have to make the most of you, of whatever gimmick you're given. Because like, look, the Cody Rhodes, you know, he had look at me the horrible gimmicks he's had, and he's always gotten over using it. And like I, I mentioned this on the on the Facebook on that um. Goldust, you know, we, when he went to WWE, they gave him a, a gimmick that he was going to be a gay Oscar uh, uh, statue, Academy yeah. Award statue. And then that became like the top heel of 1996 by I think it was PWI whatever, and he was um and that was the year that NWO came out, you know? So like it's all about how you execute. I think for me, take him off Raw Put them on SmackDown where it's taped. You, know, you can can the, you know, the, cheese, the booze or whatever. Because if you notice, look at when they did their squash match on SmackDown. And then look at the reaction that they got on Raw. It, Raw was silent. It was awkward. Like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> and then SmackDown, like, boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boo Cena too, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no. Um, you know what? I actually had the same argument with someone else on last night. Sure. As I was um, you know, watching Raw. Okay, and um, I do agree with you that it's also a matter of you know taking whatever shit you've give or you're given and running with it. Uh-huh. Um, that, that's not a problem. That that is not a problem at all. And I agree. And I'm not even saying the ascension are great at the moment, but when it's sink or swim, you can't also have the one who threw you trying to make you sink. That's bad practice. It makes no one look good. Um, you can't bring up the ascension just to knock them down. So why? Um, for one thing, it's fucking petty on the on the part of the announce, uh, on the part of Vince, Vince and you know, Man- management, creative, nice. and ABL. and if you're you know trying to get sympathy or whatever, or trying to you know knock them down to get sympathy, why? So to so that they would become faces or. That's weird, isn't it, really.
3: We've had JBL do this before because, remember, um, mm-hmm. The Miz yeah. was uh, being pushed as a heel, and, and JBL is bearing him all the time. So uh, it's, I, I think that this is this is probably something that JBL does a lot. Um, I mean, he's always been a bully. And, uh, I mean, if you look at these guys, like I was saying on Facebook, you know, they look like uh, a couple of marks, you know? <laughs> um, guys who work at Subway like you know like I I said something on uh, because I growing up in New Jersey and and, uh, I used to go out to uh, down the shore in Jersey I go out to Pennsylvania and watch like the indie shows and you know get drunk with my buddies and talk shit to the guys and just make you know make their lives hell for no reason and (laughs) and I swear to God I must have seen the ascension like 20 times like (laughs) just different names and faces and people you know it's like I've seen this shit before you know they're they're generic like I'm working in the uh, VOA Hall like Le- American Legion uh, in front of a hundred people, heel tag team. You know, it's it's just corny. And then also when you go back to the NXT stuff that they were doing, um, their their promos were pretty good. When they, right. they would have like their little like mm. um, their, you know the little vignettes. But then I thought, where have I seen that shit before? And then I remember, remember Sean O'Hare when he was like the Devil's Advocate mm-hmm. character.
0: Two thousand three. They basically
3: yeah. ripped that off, man. Come on, man. These guys are biters, man. But nothing
2: is original anymore. Nothing in wrestling is They're original
3: Vanilla anymore. midgets. Get a <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Send them to OVW if that's still open.
2: It's, it is, it's, yeah. For, for is, TNA, for TNA, no, 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 far
3: You know, come on, like uh, you know, there was someone was talking about the other day, um, uh, about how like you know TNA is not a career killer. You know what, man? To me, if they're comfortable wrestling in front of like a hundred guys and. And, you know, not having a lot of pressure about live TV. Maybe TNA is for them. Because it, I'm just... You get a month... You know, you get like... Really, you have one opportunity to go out there and, and make your first impression. And people are talking about how the shoulder pads... Yeah, the shoulder pads look stupid. Um, yeah, and then the promos. Yeah, it's stupid. But you know what? There are ways to get over. Look, we saw... um. Like when – uh, what's it? Johnny Curtis. What was his uh, – Fandango. Fandango. Mm -hmm. Can you – you're going to honestly tell me that they have a worse gimmick than Fandango did coming in? (laughs) Or how about this? The Spirit Squad. And Mm. and you're going to have Dolph Ziggler. And who was the guy? Who was the main guy there? Kenny Dykstra. Kenny Kenny, Kenny Dykstra and and, and Dolph Ziggler. Much better workers than these two Mm -hmm. jabronis, man. And then you have (laughs) – you and then they're gonna give him the spirit squad, and then they're, they're gonna blame you know creative. Go, oh, well, they didn't get over. You know what? Those two maybe Kenny screwed up because he's a bad politician. But look at Donald. <laughs> no, Zipper. Mitch screwed
0: up because he banged Tory Wilson. Well, yeah, that's what well.
3: Hey, you know what? That's a good trade off. You know. Yeah, it's true. Oh, it's true. Well, you know what? That man, he got over better than anyone. But all I'm, this is my this is my <laughs> last thesis on this on this subject. Um, what are they, Connor and Victor? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They're two jabrones, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I, no. I
2: don't. I don't dispute that they suck because they do. They do right now. You yeah. um, got this recording, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I never, I never said they were good. At this, no, at, <laughs> no, I never said they were good on the main roster. Maybe That's all you. Words, That's so all I... you're. You're the big Ascension <laughs> fan.
0: No, I, I never, I never claimed to be their number one <laughs> fan. Are we on the ship now? No, 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 no. I, I never claimed to be the number one fan, but I have been a supporter of the Ascension mm. ever since I started watching NXT, and ever since the call up, I was so excited for it. So the way, uh, the way I saw it was. If if we're gonna have them be over his heels, have them demolish like a beloved tag team. They they, they demolished uh Mizdow. It's not beloved they, they, and they're they, not a tag team. No
2: only the like only this. Mizdow is the only beloved, beloved
0: part yeah, of yeah, that team. They yeah. pinned Mizdow. And but they, they didn't they did demolish me. him per se. They just mm-hmm. hit him with the fall of man, and they covered him for the one. Because 1-3. their
3: work sucks. Maybe that's, true. that's the issue. Uh, yes, yeah. that's,
2: that's another. That's another He has a big true. guy,
3: you know. who's, like not really big, you know. He's like tag team big, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Heidenreich big, you know. Like it's like, uh, <laughs> like you like he go out there and like he looks like uh, Tarzan and acts like Jane. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, yo, but he what works I've... so soft. It's like doesn't really look like a strong guy. <laughs> they had him go up against like uh, one of these little uh, midget started. Japanese guys. You know, it, lo- it
2: looked better on NXT for some reason it just did because 100 no, I,
3: people I there man
2: no 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 no. not not the crowd just the whole the, the work it looked better on NXT for what, some reason would you
0: say that it's because of the chemistry they've built within the NXT locker room I don't, and no, I don't, now no, on the no, main no. roster it's a different set of guys that they're working but with but so. no the
2: guys they were squashing in NXT were either jobbers or or uh, local jobbers or, you know, guys you don't usually see on NXT.
0: Right. See, so NXT, you can't say
2: they, they, they have chemistry with those guys unless they work out with them at the performance center all the time.
3: They have a great system there because, like, the NXT, like you know, they have it's a smoke, you know, you're, you're comfortable with everything there, and then you go out there and um, you have the guys in the back really working right. to get you over so it looks good on TV, you know. They'll go out there and they'll put on the NXT shirts, like, yeah, let's go, Ascension, and then take their shirts off and go in the Back, you know, after they get a boo cheer or something like that going on. Um, For me, it's just like um, I'm just waiting for uh, because I know Santino's coming back at the Rumble, right? Yeah. Mm. Pre-show, maybe he could just join them and like maybe like do like a three-man thing. (laughs) You know, like, they could be like the bad guys from Three Ninjas, you know?
0: <laughs> so now you're gonna take Corey Graves and make him unemployed.
3: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, have them go out there and just like, uh, maybe they can feud with like the, the New Day on like, you know, superstars, you know? No, yeah, but
2: this is what I blame Creative for regarding the Ascension. I blame them for giving them the, the what, the 2015 uh, Road Warriors gimmick. And I blame them for giving them this promo material that give that basically makes the characters. I we're better than the old teams.
0: Yeah, that, that's something I'll agree with. Oh, it's it's not
2: them because um, if you even see uh, you, you said you saw the old uh, NXT stuff that
0: wasn't them before. They were just legit badasses who just beat people up.
2: And um, I don't think I ever saw the the what the Road Warriors comparison until they until they started um, making those weird uh main roster vignettes.
3: You know, I'm only gonna defend them, like, uh, 'cause you know, I don't want to talk. I-, I always say, "Oh, they're not better than, uh, you know, the Road Warriors." But there's like Demolition. Yeah, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> Me. You know, maybe. You know, <laughs> wasn't, uh, wasn't the Repo Man one of those guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Smash. Like- yeah, Smash. I don't know, man. Maybe they are better
0: than them, though. <laughs> All right, so, wow. You spent a good 10 minutes talking about well, the that, No, ev- everyone,
2: everyone, every wrestling fan who watches WWE at the moment is, like ha- is in one way or another, debating about the Ascension. All right, so, I, I, I guess so better... in one way, there, there's some promise. buzz.
0: At least. At least. All right, <laughs> our last item on the list. Let's talk about our boy, D. Brian who is back
1: in action He's after had the
0: week yeah after making his
1: return on Thursday night SmackDown. Yeah, that's right. Thursday night SmackDown.
2: Yo, yo, yo. The new hairstyle really makes him, officially makes him wrestling, wrestling Jesus. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. With, uh, with the hair tied behind his back and nakalugay and everything. So, uh, Daniel Bryan's actually set to face Kane on this week's SmackDown once again with the stipulation that if Daniel Bryan loses, he loses his spot in the Rumble. And we know damn sure that it's not gonna happen. He's not going to be absent in this year's Royal Rumble after last year. They can't fuck this
3: up two years in a row. Imagine they did it just to, like fuck with everyone. Know. <laughs>
2: Hunter would do that for no if he was setting up for a big, you know, for a big WrestleMania moment again but I don't think uh, I I think he's learned his lesson now.
0: Yeah. I mean, after after what went down last year, Dubai. I mean, even if even if the the end game at WrestleMania is not Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar, even if it's not Daniel Bryan for the championship, I think we're gonna. It's safe to say we're gonna see Daniel Bryan in the Rumble this year.
3: Well, I agree I th- absolutely. I think there's no. Point. Why would they bring him back before the Rumble? Um, uh, for me, I just I want to say that this was a botch. You know, okay, I think. Go on. I think it was a terrible idea to have him come back and wrestle. Uh, I didn't need to see that. Um, I didn't need for... I wanted there to be some kind of surprise. Like, I want to wait for the rumble and, like, see him get in there. He hasn't touched anyone since he got in there. And then will he go in there and, like, break his neck the first time, like he does a, you know, a, a tie-up or something, you know? um, uh, I want to... It should have been something special where, like, his you're waiting the whole time for him to come in. And then there we go. And then we hear, you know, the music and then the crowd goes nuts. And then he goes out there, clears the ring, like, the time that RVD... I think it was 2007. Mm-hmm. He right. came back at the rumble and cleared the ring and it was like something special mm-hmm. it meant something and then of course if they're gonna have him like you know get chucked out or something like that you already got your big pop you know but we, we had something to look forward to and now it's like alright we know that you know if he takes a bump, he's not gonna like you know end up in a wheelchair. So it's not really dramatic to me.
0: Let me make a comparison, Lang, to bigger injury returns at the Royal Rumble. Two thousand two, Triple H. Remember when he tore his quad in two thousand one? Mm-hmm. Came back in oh, a huge pop, won the Rumble. Two thousand eight, John Cena came, up, came yeah. back from that yeah. long injury, yeah. won the Rumble at and number 30. thirty. So and see Edge, twenty ten. But he mm-hmm. also came back from that injury, came back, won the Rumble. It, I think it, everyone
2: knew Edge was coming back though. Yeah
0: okay fine So let's oh, no, no, no 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 wait 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 yeah, I think it right. was a surprise was, it was return. also a surprise so, but those three those three examples of those huge returns I, I kind of agree with you there even though I miss Daniel Bryan so much it would have been nice Anna, if they held him back if they held him not held him back but held him for that huge return to action at the Rumble
2: but I can also understand why they brought him back before the Rumble itself, because um, if you don't show the people that he's actually good to go nah it's not just all talk uh, maybe more people would buy the right. Rumble. Mm, I, 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 I don't know. Um, no, I can see. I can see that that might have been their mindset. I, I can understand that. I, but I do agree that um, your way of, of just having him come back at the Rumble straight up, build all the questions, is much more dramatic and effective.
3: Maybe I'm just a sick person because, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago when um, they were about to do the curb stomp on Edge, and like, yeah. and like, you know, I went nuts when he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna kill him." And I'm like, yeah, man, like, I wonder, like, if they actually went through it, would he actually die? So K-fabe, K-Fabe die? K-Fabe die? No, like, no, just, like, you, like legit. die. <laughs> like, how <laughs> over uh, as a heel would Seth Rollins be, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you would get booze everywhere if you killed Edge, you know? <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? So, like, I was thinking to myself, too, like, yeah. It's because, like, for me, wrestling is like the circus. You know that it's, you know, choreographed, but you kind of still want to see people get hurt. You know, uh-huh. oh yeah. So yeah, that for, for me sure. was like that—that would have been my appeal. Like I'm—I'm I'm a sick fuck though, man. I'm sorry. No, no, no I, I apologize mean, no, you're right. that's, that's for being why... myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's why people, um, you know, non-wrestling fans or ex-wrestling fans. This is what we were talking about last night. Yeah, they don't understand. No, that's why they still fans. No, no, that's why they lambast, you know, wrestling fans for still liking the product because they kind of don't understand that they don't get hurt. Uh, that they do actually get hurt.
0: Yeah. And they think that it's still all fake. All right, right. So, yeah. So, uh, Daniel Bryan, of course, coming back at the Rumble. Uh, I, I guess it's safe to say all of us here are kind of excited, even though we've got different point, points of view on the matter.
1: And we have proven that
0: Ryan is a sick fuck. <laughs> I mean, we've had some doubts, right? We've speculated on that. But I think, yeah, it's safe to say.
3: What did I say? At this the is, one this is the
0: sports editor of Rappler. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's representing the Philippines and the fucking Boxing Writers Association of America.
3: Like they say that, uh, what's his face? Hulk Hogan's the best worker outside of the ring. I'm the best worker, like in the editorial room, because like I worked everyone to give me like this job, man. I don't know how. I... <laughs> I'm like, you people are crazy, man. Like.
0: You know, like, shit, I, I,
3: I, I'm I, I'm a liability.
0: Anyway, um, let's get to our predictions now for the Royal Rumble, and this is something that we always like to do uh, whenever we do our, our little fantasy booking on, on the podcast.
1: Yeah, especially pre-pay-per-view.
0: Especially pre-pay-per-view. Thank you, Camus. Uh, we've got six matches confirmed for the Rumble, one on the pre-show, five on the main card. Let's start off with the pre-show New Day against Tyson Kidd, Cesaro, and Adam Rose in a six-man tag team elimination match. I still don't understand what the fuck Adam Rose is doing with these guys. You know, I don't know where the bunny is now. That's how the vision is. He ate
3: the bunny. That's <laughs> how <Yeah>, the vision <where>, is. <laughs> where the fuck is the bunny? He's got his boy. Those are his party people, man. The guy likes to have fun, all right? Can he just, like, do his thing? And, like, you know, now you have to drag him down? The new
1: day likes to have fun and dance around and shuck and jive. Uh, apparently, oh K-Swiss goodness. likes to have fun, too.
3: Oh, like, you oh know God. what, man? Like, it's somehow, like, this positive, like, black thing is actually more racist than, like, crime time. <laughs> I don't know why, like, you know what I'm saying. At least give these guys some balls. Like, does oh, Vince McMahon God. like? Look, I, look. I have a. I can say this because my my older sister's black. You know what I mean? Or half black. You know, and I grew up in Jersey City. You know, I got a lot of black friends. You know, but and you know, it's, and I and I've been to Papanga a few times. But like, <laughs> you know, but like, Shit. but like, come on. Is this what Vince McMahon thinks that like black people do when they get together? You know, like they go, yeah, yo, it's going high five,
0: everyone. Dude, to be fair, Willie Miller is like like that.
3: Well, Willie Miller, yeah, he's the funniest guy. But I mean, like, I mean, but have you ever seen him with a bunch of other black people? You haven't, man. Because the Philippines. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I we're, talking about, we're talking about three or more, like a group. No, I have But That
2: and when black people get together, they don't act like they're in church. No, yes. they don't. <laughs> I,
0: well,
3: I unless that. you know, there are some people I've seen that, like, you know, they'll get together and, like, you know, they'll. they'll I've seen actual freestyles at church. You know what I mean, like in black churches. <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, these guys don't even rhyme. I mean, it just, it, it just kind just reeks of like Vitzik man being. Out of touch With minorities And you know The only people He knows how to get over Are white guys And Samoans
0: (laughs) Alright so predictions Are we having the new day Or Adam Rose Kid and Cesaro Uppercats Plus the bunny Plus the bunny The The bunny's not in the match The bunny's been off TV For a month It's Rose Oh yeah shit The bunny (laughs) comes back (laughs) I like, I like that. I like yeah, yeah do that. I would like to see that. You know, as much as I would like to root for Adam Rose and company, see, I think so. the new days, the new days, going to win. This. He unmasked agree, agree.
3: CM Punk. He worked in Dana White. Man, I t- <laughs> CM Punk has been the bunny the whole time. And GTS, everyone.
0: Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Mike drop. All right, next match. We have a tag team match between the New Age Outlaws and the Ascension. You know what, <laughs> guys? I'm I'm actually afraid that the Outlaws are going to win this. Why? They should. Because see
2: No. Why? Because it's Vince. Yeah. No,
3: I think that they should win it because, you know, look, which one is the more talented team? Obviously, New Age Outlaws. You know, you got the two jabrons with the face paint on. Um, I want to see how good um, the Ascension does in putting these guys over. Uh, I think it's best for business. <laughs> Do the job, you know. They they should know, you know, that these are wrestling guys. They should be bumping their, asses wrestling off. Guys they should be bumping their little asses off of the New Age Outlaws. Oh you didn't know? <laughs> you <laughs> well,
0: know I'm actually gonna have to put my money on the outlaws with the way the accession has been booked. And yeah, but I don't
2: know, The sad no you no know, really then? really The sad part of this is that it's really likely.
0: And it's yeah, it's very possible it's
2: that the outlaws yeah. win at no, the rumble. No, for me it's sad. I know I know you win disagree. The rumble. I know you no, disagree because at you at hate the rumble. The, Ascension.
1: Oh, at the rumble.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't, don't want you... to
1: see them win I don't wanna see them win the rumble though. Just Sorry. just just to be clear. But yeah, I think yeah, now that we make the argument Outlaws win. Yeah, doba. And then they get a title
0: shot in the week after on Raw. Put that a, like <laughs> last year. no, just like last year, 2014. Oh god, that was sad. Was it
3: Kiana and, and, and Victoria, right? Those two guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would love to see the Ascension win, but then like uh, I get uh, f- like feel awkward during like strange silences. <laughs> so uh, I think I'd rather have like a pop and like the crowd actually give a
0: fuck. All right, uh, next match on the list: tag team match, The Bellas versus Paige and Natalia. I think this is like a. a, a mm. to, they're trying to incorporate some total diva shit into this, right? Uh,
1: it's it's borderline fifty fifty match.
3: It's a toss up for me. I think you know.
2: I think Paige and Natalya win to, yeah. to set up the title match.
0: I would like to see that happen. They,
3: they need they need the win.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, how about the tag team championship between the Usos and Miz and Mizdow? I win for
1: <laughs> me.
3: I think right. the Usos win. I think that. I think that this is where they we start to see the breakup, you know, between because we're we're starting to now see it, you know, a little bit of cracks every week. Uh, I think that this is where like it just goes overboard because you know, first off, they just lost their job to those two jabronis, and then now it's like, all right, obviously this tag team thing isn't going for them. Where they're going to lose to the ascension and then win the tag team titles it makes no sense. So I think that we're going to have them lose, and uh, but then there's going to be some kind of like conflict, and then then we're going to see like the big breakup, and then we're going to have like the the, the mid- WrestleMania match, yeah. Yeah, right there. That that should be the go home match. Right holy there. shit! Oh my know, Yeah, I miss what, miss that,
0: that WrestleMania match. That's what it should be. I mean, that's what they. That's what, what it should have
3: been a lot earlier. No, but I think I think obviously you know we, we we're just speculating, but that would make the most sense. I mean, why have this awesome thing? Well, we're talking about Vince McMahon now, but why have this awesome thing work and then like just you know throw it down the toilet? I think that they should start building it up now.
0: Right, right. You know, I'm um, looking at the Usos and their championship run. I think it's. Uh, I think it just makes sense to have them lose it in a tag team turmoil setup or in a multi tag team setup. It's like right now, tag team feuds, as in single tag team feuds with the Usos, just aren't working for me. Aside from the Miz Miz feud, it, It's kind of lost its steam. So, like God, if yeah. I were, if nobody I were knows,
2: to, nobody knows how to book tag team title feuds anymore.
0: Yeah, so you know, if I were to have them drop the titles, I wouldn't have them drop them at the Rumble. I would have them drop it in another pay-per-view. Or, what's on another what's show. the
1: paper? What's the pay-per-view before, Mania? Mania? Rumble? Uh, before uh, the, the Rumble? Before Mania. Before Mania.
3: I think they should have them dropped the New Age Outlaws um. <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> yeah. Again. You know, like uh, I think this makes sense. You know, uh, they they're they're super over, unlike the Ascension. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, who you got, boys, for the tag team championship match? I got. I don't really care. I don't really care. That's sad, bro. Uso's for the ascension. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Wait, wait, wait. wait.
2: You know what I would like to see? Sure. Sheamus coming back, right? Yeah. And he's and he's rumored to look like Rowan. I'd like to see them in a tag team.
0: Ah, that's Upside down Sheamus and Sheamus. They're both faces, I guess. So might as well. Team Redhead. Yeah, but uh, you know, Rowan's a savant. Seamus isn't. Seamus is more no, of a No, it doesn't matter. Gun.
2: It doesn't matter. They're both ginger, so might as well. <laughs> Fucking. Poli- Neither of them
0: have souls. <laughs> I think this is the most politically incorrect the three of us have been you know, since the podcast began. I blame Ryan. It wasn't uh, me. I'm the nice
3: guy. Hey. <laughs> I'm, the, right. I'm the devil's advocate, Sean O'Hare. <laughs>
0: All right, I'm kind of biased for the Royal Rumble match, so I want to save it for last. So let's talk about the championship match, the Triple Threat: Lesnar, Cena, and Rollins. Who do you guys see winning this?
3: Um, like for me, like I'll tell you right up. Like, um, I'm I'm gonna go into full conspiracy mode. I think that Cena wins, and then uh, Rollins cashes in. That's the way I look at does it.
2: Does he? Does he? Um, does he successfully cash in?
3: Yes, yes. Wow. I, th- I think that at some point, like, all right, all three of them are all got their asses beat, and then Cena's on Triple Like, oh shit, what do I do now? Uh, let's uh, do the same thing we did last year. Screw over the guy who just won the title, and and have our guy cash in. Um, so I think that's what's gonna happen. Uh, I think somehow Triple H is gonna get involved after after Cena, you know, goes Super Cena mode. Maybe he'll even do like what he did with uh, Big Show and Edge, and puts them uh, both on their on his shoulders. Maybe Steph jumps on there too and does the AA. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put like a Hornswoggle up there, You're just to show off. And I think that that's how he wins.
1: The question is: Does Brock get pinned? No, he no, probably just no, get pinned
0: no. in that scenario. Yeah, no,
3: I think it's even ge- more genius for just fantasy booking. If you have the guy get pinned, and then he cashes in like five minutes later, you know he just got pinned, and he's like, "Well, fuck it, I got this suitcase right here, and I got the title belt right here." Let's do it right now. Yeah, you know, because see, you because know, you want it, you want to get the guy heat. You know what I mean? And if you have Brock Lesnar win and then he cashes in on the heel, who just probably did all these horrible heel things, probably, like, drank Cena's blood and urine or something like that, (laughs) you know? And then, like, you know, then you cash in on him. It makes no sense. But if you have him go out there and, like, you know, cash in on a Cena... Who just overcame the odds again? Mm. Oh fuck! I just got
0: you know screwed. Ryan, right, let me ask you this: Is your main objective at the end to get Rollins the maximum heat possible? Yes. All right, because I, I can top that. Yeah,
2: because oh, there you go.
0: Cause I can go top on, that. We What's that? talked about this. What's that? Right. So my scenario in my in my fantasy booking world, I'll have Lesnar retain, make Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble. Yep. Set up Lesnar versus Bryan At Wrestlemania And then have Rollins oh! Cash in right after oh! That's how you shit. do it Motherfucker no! That's how you do it That is terrible It hurt me actually I thinking about <laughs> Dude, that Dude it hurt me To think about it And I'm a Daniel Bryan mark Yeah And, and I was like Holy shit If that's the objective We're gonna fucking You are an, right an there? asshole that Right is, that is You are a fucking shit, asshole Seriously, I'm
3: like three seconds From getting out of here man Like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> He's you know, not what? even gonna Do the interview You know well, I'll tell you what This is the thing I actually I like that idea Because for me I remember a couple years ago Daniel Daniel Bryan, when he was still like kinda of getting buried, he was saying that his uh dream match would be to have Brock Lesnar. And I thought to myself, right, I never thought before that CM Punk could really work a five star match with Brock Lesnar just because of the size difference. Mm-hmm. So now you have this he guy did, come, yeah, he worked there an incredible match. Yeah. Um so now what you have is Daniel Bryan who does all this train chain wrestling stuff, like all the kind of like UFC quasi stuff that really makes people mark out. You can have that kind of match, you know. I think for me it would be even better than the one where Eddie Guerrero went over at right, Mania. Right, right. But then you look towards the future, you build something up big and you have like, you know, Seth Rollins. I think that's that's fucking genius.
2: No, but and- you know um, I think funny, this is still, actually yeah. more <laughs> <laughs> Thank you no, no, I, I take that as a compliment To my <laughs> evil genius <laughs> No but if you do it this time around I think it's gonna be A bit more palatable Because we've actually had The big Brian moment Last year Right Already so okay We, we can uh, If this happens We already had that last year Yeah Okay lang Okay lang Right So if I'm I think If we were to sacrifice Brian In order to get Seth to become The ultimate heel Yeah I would be okay with it
0: Okay. No, because I'm okay with it already. Like the fact that I was so enthusiastic. Yeah yeah, like, yeah,
2: yeah. you've seen Brian win the big one and overcome the odds last
0: year. Right. Exactly. All right. So I, I need your boys' opinion. Who's winning the championship, and who do you? Uh, so, so we can talk about the rumble itself.
2: I, I, you know what? I honestly don't know. I don't know who's winning the championship. It's, it's really hard to call. It could. But, but I don't mean that, they've booked it so well last week and maybe like it's this up week. Up in
0: the air, nah.
2: anyone can legitimately win it.
0: All right, and uh, but you
2: know, you know uh, what? They might go for Cena.
0: Sure, dude, come you haven't you haven't given me your your contender. I'm I'm just you know
1: because you guys are getting a lot in it. Hurt Mejo. but
0: I oh, really want to
1: see, I really want to see Brock retain. Okay, honestly speaking, sure. because we have to see that no, because we have one more one more pay per view. We don't get Elimination Chamber. Right, I actually want to see what happens there. If he's to retain. Because they've booked this so well, as as Roas just said. But where they go with it for that one last pay-per-view right before Mania, it has to go somewhere different. If it's not a swerve in a completely different direction or if it's not just straight up playing into the, the Brian situation that we just talked about. I don't know, man. I want to see. I want see what they do with Lesnar
0: still being the champion. Mm. All right, so I, I guess we're in agreement with that. Who do you have?
3: You know, I, you know I'll, just because uh, I don't really, uh, I really don't know who to pick, really. But uh, I, I do think that it could be possible. Uh, the John Cena thing goes. Uh, but then, of course, you have to also think about Mania. Um, are you going to have? Are you going to book Seth Rollins as the man, Mania guy? You know, I mean, I don't know if like, you could announce that. Oh, Seth Rollins going to be Mania. I think it would have to be something interesting. Uh, so in that sense, it would make more because this guy already has the the briefcase. You know, you can you can get him his, his title later on. But if you want to sell tickets, you know, you may have to have a John Cena or Brock Lesnar in there.
0: All right, fair enough, fair enough. Now let's talk about the Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, At the start of... uh Actually, way before WrestleMania season began, there were rumors that it's going to be a forty-man rumble again, just like in 2011. But that's not happening. We're having a thirty-man rumble. A lot of those rumors about like um, you know former WWE wrestlers coming back, we, we haven't been seeing them on Lords of Pain, on on the on the internet. So um, it, it's very much up in the air. But really quickly now, your predictions on who wins the rumble? I think you know with my fantasy booking scenario, Kanina, I, I said it now. I'm I'm rooting for Daniel Bryan to win the rumble. So I, I want to hear th- what you guys think.
1: I don't think anyone in their right mind is not. You know Game for Brian to win The Rumble But will he win Because it it could
0: As easily be Roman Reigns This year in the Rumble Please 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 Please. Not yet Not yet Almost Not yet Or Bray Wyatt They're trying to Make him look strong
3: What Bray Wyatt At Mania Like Main event, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I don't, I don't buy it as well. I don't buy Bray Wyatt main yeah. eventing mania. I mean, the
3: guy's looked so weak lately, you know, like, uh, for like the last like six months or something. He's actually
2: looked strong against Ambrose, but that's about it,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, I mean, the guy, I don't know, I for me, I think they're gonna go something safe. I think that, um, because remember back when, um, what's his face, uh, Sheamus won it. I thought that was stupid, but then the, you know they had the, the titles were split. Now yeah. you have the one championship. Match. You can't you can't go on the air with a title match anymore. Um, so I mean they have to really get it right, and they have to get a, someone that they know that they can draw and sell. So for me, it looks like either Daniel Bryan. You know, this is what I'm just thinking. Vince McMahon, what he's thinking, it would be either Daniel Bryan or Roman Reigns. And the reason why I'm thinking Roman Reigns is because they have um, what's his face. Um, they had the panel, the Raw panel, right, 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 and they, one guy picked Bray, one guy. I picked uh, who was it? Dol- uh, not Dolph, uh, Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah. And then someone picked that. Uh, Hogan
0: uh, picked Reigns.
3: Yeah. And then oh. no,
0: Hogan picked Daniel Bryan.
2: Jack. Yeah. Ciao, Daniel Bryan. Jack.
0: Yeah. Uh, who picked? Who did Ric Flair pick? He picked Roman Reigns. Oh, he did. Because Shawn Michaels picked Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels is fucking weird. Then whatever I
3: just said is is, is bullshit, then, because I'm. (laughs) 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 No, but uh, basically, I was just saying, yeah, whatever I'm going to say is bullshit. But um, yeah, no, Roman Reigns, uh, I would think. But for me, talking about who should win it. As far as like right now, deserving wise, deserving wise, which I know means nothing. we're talking about Vince McMahon now. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. I think you know. I thought that they were building it up at the la- at the end of the year. With that, was, I was like, all right, you know what? They're gonna go with Dolph. You know, but then like, you know, for, this is why I hate modern medicine, because Dan O'Brien was able to come back. Roman Reigns was able to come back. Whatever happened to like guys being injured for a long time? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know, like, you know, you have this guy, you know, it just it was poetic justice for me because Dolph Ziggler got buried because he had the, he got hit in the head with a ladder or something like that by, uh, um, uh, by Jack uh, Spragger. But, but I think it was Alberto. Um, all right, yeah, right, right. Alberta, you know, Alberta. and like that ruined ruined his push. I think all right, let's make up sees and like have uh, Dolph uh, win the Rumble. I thought that that's where they were going, but now it looks like you know they put him in with uh, who's that guy with the beard, the uh, the Rowan. Iceland guy, Rowan and um, and Ryback, two mid card guys basically. So they're basically just saying, well, he's just going to be a generic. They grouped him into that thing where he's just generic mid card guy. If we need um you know him to sign some autographs at a mall or whatever, that that kind of guy.
2: Brian should win it, I think. But I think, um, just an observation, I think his pull now is a bit weaker. Because um, unlike 2014, he, he didn't spend the last few months before the Rumble getting screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so he, there wasn't no momentum of you know positive crowd support going into to now.
0: I would dare say that he's got this Derrick Rose vibe right now. But, uh, oh. Will he or won't he? Or is he back to 100% or isn't he? parang as much as uh, as much as you hate the comparison yeah. I still kind of see that Derrick Rose comparison kay Daniel Bryan right now
2: and not just that that he doesn't have a moment uh you know he doesn't have much momentum going into the rumble it's more of since we got um we got the cathartic finish last year at WrestleMania but um, I think um audiences are slightly more lukewarm now to the idea of Bryan winning it's like if Brian gets screwed or doesn't win, it won't be as big a deal as Brian not even being in the Rumble last year.
0: Yeah, so Dewey's not gonna break any more TVs, probably. No, so maybe no. he loses uh, against Kane.
2: Yeah, know. probably.
0: <laughs> no,
3: I don't know. It's, it's <laughs>
2: likely because it. and the Triple H just comes out, with middle fingers. Ah! <laughs> it, I think it really is likely that the crowd won't be. And no, they're loud for Brian with the whole yes chance, but I don't think they. I don't think they will be protesting him this year.
0: Alright, all right. And uh Kamos, your your call. Who's gonna win the Rumble for twenty fifteen? Sami Zayn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, wait. Although although I'm calling it for Sami Zayn, no I'm not. I wanna see him in the rumble. Okay. I wanna see him as that surprise entrant. The NXT entrant. The NXT of the year. entrant of the year. I want it to be him.
2: Uh, this year's bow. This
0: year's bow. Dude, yeah. last year last year's bow was Rusev. Yeah. No. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you get the Who idea. Started the trend. Yeah, but this is Rusev now. But you step up the credibility for that NXT entrance, spot. Kevin Owens,
3: what's up? Cam- okay,
0: either of the two, either of Why the not? two. Yeah. That's that's a good,
1: that's a good call. But in reality, if it's not the bry if it's not Ziggler, Dean Ambrose, he's one of those guys that we haven't talked about what? and that no one's talking about. He's in the Rumble. Sure,
2: he's looking weak. They're he's looking weak.
1: They might just put him in, and this might set up the. The triple threat scenario that I talked about a
2: few weeks Ooh, ago. Oh, with the
0: shield. Yeah, the shield for the title. Oh, yeah. oh I uh, And I
2: realized that no, I, I didn't actually pick someone to win. I just said Brian should win, but he yeah. might not. But being realistic, I think you know I'm gonna be pessimistic here. Pessimistic here and say that they're gonna go with Roman Reigns, just because they really do want Roman Reigns. Damn it, Joe! What if it's what if it is
1: Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, last two? Roman
3: Reigns. Yo! Yeah. Oh, oh. Dude!
0: Dude! 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 Dude!
3: I would jump out of the crowd and, like, push Roman over, you know?
0: (laughs) And I would mark out for that, man. Like,
3: you know what? Afterwards, they're going to beat me with, like, sticks and everything like that. (laughs) It's worth it. (laughs) But Dean Ambrose is going to Arlington, and he's going to fight for the championship, right? (laughs) See? I would be, like, the greatest, like, wrestling hero of all time.
0: And with that, we end our predictions for the Royal Rumble. I think uh, we've said everything that needs to be said heading into uh, this weekend. Except that I got to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we're going to be coming right back with, an, uh, with a more in-depth interview with, with Ryan. We, we want to ask him about a lot of stuff. We, we want to get his insights, actually, on the ultimatum of Manny Pacquiao, among other things. So, uh, and finally, the identity of this mystery writer who writes about WWE for Rappler.com. All of that coming at you in just a bit.
2: This is the social media sinister, the crowd proclaim, human trending topic, the hashtag candid attention bandit, Twitter's favorite face
0: of Facebook, and the OG of IG, Ken Warren, and you're listening to the SGP Podcast. Hashtag the pleasure's all mine. Episode number 42 rolls on. Uh, We're still with Ryan Sangalia of Rappler.com. He is, by the way, their sports editor. So, you know, I kind of want to get some insights from you now because one of the big stories that came out today, by the way, we're recording January 21. So one of the big stories that came out today was uh, Manny Pacquiao actually laying down an ultimatum for Floyd Money Mayweather. And he basically gave Mayweather 10 days to confirm whether or not they're going to have a fight this year. So I I just want to get your thoughts on that. Is it a work
2: or a shoot?
3: Um, you know, honestly, if you want to be technical about it, it is it's totally a work. Um, okay, this is this fight. When they, when I heard that, I just said, "Well, I'm canceling my fl- plane tickets for May second <laughs> because this fight isn't going to happen now." Because Floyd, May- we had something similar to this. I remember like five years ago, I rushed home and uh, I forgot that actually they they said a top rank set a, a midnight on July 21st um, uh, deadline for Mayweather to agree to the fight. And then it turns out it was actually 12 midnight Pacific time, and I'm on the (laughs) East. So it wound up being 3 a.m., and I stayed up to be on this conference call. And I knew that when they set the deadline for that time that this fight wasn't going to happen then. And now I know when I hear the same jargon it's not going to happen because Mayweather does not want to be backed into a corner. He, He... He's he's all about like I'm all about whatever I want to do and no one's going to tell me what to do. And once Manny went and pulled that card, I knew that they knew that the fight was off the table. Now it's all a matter of it's a public relations war, which is what it's always been. Who is going to come out looking shiny and, and nice? Because you saw it in the same day Manny Pacquiao's out in, in America. He's promoting the Manny documentary, yeah. so he's been doing a whole lot of press about this, and um, he. He's been saying, "I think May- uh, Mayweather's ducking me. He should sign the contract." And then Mayweather, the same day, he also goes to war. He goes to, to on on uh, the radio with uh, DJ Who Kid, you know, on Shade Forty Five, and he's like k- talking about Manny now. He's like saying, "Well, you know, you're not a boss. I'm a boss. You know, you have no right to say anything." So I, I already know. Once they started talking, when they were quiet, it was great because I knew that things were happening good. When they went out there and started talking shit about each other. I knew that this fight is not happening. Um, shit. Yeah, it's it's off.
2: For this year, who is to blame? Is it Sil um, Cils- 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 Mayweather? Is it Arum?
3: No. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Floyd Mayweather prides himself on being the guy who keeps it real. And I think that he has an opportunity because he's more outspoken. He's more eloquent than Manny Pacquiao is. Mm-hmm. He could go out there and explain in English that people understand mm-hmm. you know, about who is to blame. And I think that he's uh, not actually... Um, taking that, out, he's being very vague and saying that top rank is difficult to deal with. Yeah. how is he? Because you know what? Um, just me being, you know, objective. Floyd Mayweather Jr., you do know you're Floyd Mayweather Jr. Saying that this person is difficult to deal with. You're going out there <laughs> all the time posting on Instagram. This guy getting knocked out by somebody. You know who's being difficult? Who's being belligerent? So, uh, and and Floyd Mayweather's had adversarial uh, relationships with everyone he's dealt with. Oscar De La Hoya, right. Bob Arum, right. yeah. So is it really, you know, them or is it also kind of you too? So if Mayweather um, Mayweather could actually lose the PR battle here. And then that's going to affect the pay-per-view sales because whoever they fight next, like Manny Pacquiao could go out there and fight Amir Khan. That could be a good fight as far as pay-per-view sales. Only if Mayweather um, looks bad and says, "Well, I tried to look. I tried to get the fight with Mayweather. I couldn't. I'm going to fight Amir Khan instead." And if Mayweather, it shows that he, you know, people start to perceive that he docked Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. because you can't go anymore and say this guy's on steroids. He's agreed to all the testing. He's had random testing with the voluntary Mm anti-doping association. Right. So you you can't go out there and blame him anymore. Mayweather has to come up there and think of think thing out, or just get in the ring.
2: That's true. That's true. He's all... Um for for everyone, for Filipino fans, he's always had this reputation of ducking Manny, and now now that Manny's
0: you know agreed to everything, all the terms that uh, Mayweather said. Mm-hmm. He, at this point, do you think that the fight will ever happen? If you think that it's not going to happen this year, will it ever happen in the future?
3: Because you got to look at look at Floyd Mayweather's situation. Like I understand why Manny Pacquiao really wants this because he doesn't have options. Yeah. Like Manny Pacquiao is not big like Floyd Mayweather where he can go up and wait and and fight at one fifty four. He can't fight Miguel Cotto at one hundred sixty pounds. Uh, And Miguel Cotto won't take the same terms that he did against Manny Pacquiao, where he allowed Manny Pacquiao to make him come down and wait. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not going to be any catch weights. Then, uh, you know, Manny Pacquiao has, he can fight Amir Khan, which will be a difficult fight to make even because Amir Khan is also with Floyd Mayweather's uh, advisor, Al Heyman. So. The easiest fight would be Jesse Vargas, which nobody cares to see. Um, Jesse Vargas is uh, like Chris Algieri, only uh, not as mobile <laughs> and he has no punching power as well. Um, and then you have Floyd Mayweather Jr. He could fight Miguel Cotto. He could fight uh, a number of different guys. He could fight Amir Khan. He has options that he could make another fight. So I think that uh, Mayweather may, if he, if it won't hurt him as much if this fight doesn't go through unless he comes out looking like a duck because people are not. Gonna Gonna, Mayweather, you talked about Manny Pacquiao, Pacquiao's um, pay per views going down. Mayweather hasn't been hitting that million spot either, so uh-huh. he also he's in a weird position too.
2: Why do you think he isn't? You know, why, why do you think he's ducking him?
3: I I don't know if the term is really duck because okay, this is the thing. Like um. They open up Vegas odds, and when it comes to odds in Vegas, these are people, the betting parlors are excellent at making sure that they don't get screwed You know, whenever right. the bets happen. Yeah. So they made Mayweather a three-to-one favor, and they said that's generous, mm-hmm. you know, so – um, for me, it's like you know everyone seems to be thinking that Mayweather would win. Um, for me, I think this is this is the issue, is that may, it may be an ego issue where Manny Pacquiao has a different kind of bargaining position. Uh, Floyd Mayweather has not had to work with a guy like Bob Arum since he left top rank mm-hmm. uh, about a decade ago, and now he's not able to just say, look, I'm Floyd Mayweather Jr., take it or leave it. Because Bob Arum doesn't need his money, man. Bob Arum's trying to get his boy paid, yeah, mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao, but Bob is not going to be talked to like a chump and when Mayweather says these people are being difficult maybe they're just saying I'm not going to roll over and die for you and, and just acquiesce to everything that you want
0: so no finger pokes of doom happening for for, <laughs> yeah, for anybody
3: yeah exactly you know you, you cannot you have to be you have to realize that this is war when it goes to negotiation and the the toughest fights in boxing don't happen in the ring they happen at the negotiation table and Mayweather going out there hey he's picking on me he's being difficult you know make the fight shut up no one cares
2: I think um, what Manny's also making a mistake in is this whole line of thinking that we have to give them profits of charity. That's bullshit. Nobody, yeah. not Mayweather's never going to agree to that. Nobody's going to buy that shit. No, 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 no. Mayweather's not, Manny might do it for sure. Oh, find What? Manny, he needs
3: man, money
2: too, man. I know he needs money, but uh, you know, you, you, you can almost believe him when he says he's going to do it, but that not does to mean whether he won't even, he will never ever think of giving us money away. Yeah. It's
3: I like, think that was a PR move. I think he's just trying to put the no, pressure. Yeah, for sure, for
2: sure. Because, yeah, as I said, you would, it's easier to believe Manny when he says that he's going to do it because you know he's at a game show doing just that. Yeah, and he's he's the quote unquote people's champ. Uh huh.
3: I would love to see like Manny just like cut a promo on him, just like go out there with the Bible, like May, like have like a real like confrontation, <laughs> like Mayweather's going at him, like you know what, you got a boss, I'm a boss, and he's like, look, I'm going to read you a scripture. This is John five twenty three, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You have to repent, Floyd. You know, make the fight. You know, take your atonement right here.
0: Somewhere on the side, Mommy D's cursing with some voodoo shit. Yeah,
3: then you know you got the curses uh, being put on the guy. You know, which I don't know, man. It's kind of funny. Then he's
2: being all mid nineties, Jake the Snake. Yeah, exactly. You know, he should come.
3: He should come around with a bag, but it's not. You know what I mean. <laughs> No, but, like, I, I honestly think that Manny Pacquiao, um, he's looking like the baby face right now. So you have to really uh, – He's he, always
2: looked like the baby but, face.
3: But particularly now because he wasn't the baby face when it came down to, like, the drug testing the mm-hmm. first time because he was anti-drug testing mm-hmm. it seemed. But now that that's becoming more accepted in the last five years, he's like, all right, let's do this. And, and let's be honest, Manny Pacquiao, he needs the money, man, like, you know, because he's, he's supporting a lot of people. He's got a lot of different endeavors that cost money. Too many money. Dole outs.
1: Exactly. The elections are coming up too.
3: Exactly. You know, you you, you you cannot lose. Could you? He could run for president right after he beats Floyd Mayweather Jr.
0: All right. So uh, it, it's nice actually getting your insights on this. And, you know, we don't really get to talk about other sports other than basketball here on the podcast.
1: Real I, sports for that matter. A,
0: a little bit of football. Not sports
1: entertainment.
0: Dude, basketball is real yo, sports. Hey, yo,
2: yo, 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 yo. All sports are sports entertainment. Yes, that's
0: a good. Idea. Okay, yeah, all right. Okay. But we let us veer away for a second. Let's talk about Ryan. Like uh, he he has a story as well. Like before he got to where he is right now. And if you were on Rappler. dot com towards the end of the year, you probably would have seen this essay that he wrote about uh, bouncing back from being in juvie. Hmm. So you want to tell us about that? From like being in juvie to going on a world tour. Yeah, basically. Yeah,
3: you know what's funny? Because like I, I always tell everyone, like you know, when I first started writing, I was uh, nineteen years old, and I had just dropped out of college uh, because I, I didn't have money. Um, I, cause my mom actually, I, you know, I was raised in a single parent household. Uh, my mom moved up to Vermont with her. And this is no one ever, no one knows. It. I'm breaking this right here. Uh, my mom mm. moved up to Vermont. I was living in New Jersey by myself and trying to go through community college. And I worked at a grocery store. I was uh, chopping vegetables uh, and bagging them up. And um, so like I didn't, I had to kind of like create I almost created a character okay. you know when I became a writer because I wanted everyone to think that I was just like a spoiled rich kid like Ivy League dude <laughs> cuz then you know people will listen to you a little bit more than if they find out that you're just some street guy you yeah. know mm-hmm. from Jersey yeah. City um, it gave me a little bit more credibility, and also like people I thought would take me more serious because mm-hmm. I was a young guy, uh, and I really wanted to be a reporter. I really wanted to write. So um, what happened was that um, I went along with this, but then I kind of felt, you know, what I got to a point where I felt secure in my life that I could tell people who I really was, and uh, you know, and also it made made more sense because. Like, you know, everyone who works with me or, like, you know, who has to interact with me knows I'm kind of like this jerk, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. You know, it makes it, it, get, it makes me a bit of a baby face, too, mm-hmm. actually, you know, because, um like, but I, I, you know, I talked about juvenile detention and stuff like that, and um, and I also, I said, you know, in quotations, I think, or I don't know if I got edited out, um, behavior management programs. Like, I was always in trouble as a kid because, you know, I was this angry nerd guy who, like, you know, got picked on and stuff stuff so uh i started acting out and like you know i started like just fighting and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and uh, i got in trouble um i was in sugarland texas my mom sent me down to live with my aunt and um yeah it was the first time i got officially arrested and i spent three weeks in juvenile detention and um it was crazy because but it was also it was great because it was like I got out of the house. It was kind of weird,
0: you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Is the first time I've heard. Not, I was in prison, and it was great.
3: It was actually kind of cool because, like, I got to interact with people, and you know, it was like we we all kind of like brothers at the end, you know, like because we're all waiting trial, and it was a holiday season, you know, like I actually because it was supposed to only be two weeks because you have to wait two weeks to get it, mm-hmm. you know, you get to get a court date. Yeah. And for me, it took me three weeks because they also had to skip a week for the for, for Christmas. Right. Um. So I was out there, and like I remember the first like couple days maybe like the second day I was there like I was sitting in like you had these little plastic chairs and they said and the guy said um, hey go, go look to me I'm watching TV get up that's my chair and I was like alright cool and I look around and I remember in jail they tell you and all these you have to stand up for yourself oh yeah yeah sure problem, problem have the chair and like I took one step to the side BOOM! And the guy's sitting down I cracked the shit out of him Holy shit <laughs> So like um, It was crazy Because like I cracked him And then I thought Oh my god I don't know any of these people Who are his boys Whatever Immediately they break it up Right The big security guards Come out You know and, Like They start grabbing me I'm this little guy mm-hmm. And then I, But I was like hey, I'm good I'm good I'm good They put me in my room and they said You know But the guy was cool actually Because like the, the guard He was like You know what Ryan uh, You know I know You know You're not You're not supposed to hit people But you did what you had to do But I, I I got to put you on 24 hours, you know, in lockdown in your room, but, you know, you did what you had to do, you know, and I was like, you know, hey, I'm not here to cause no problems. I just want to get my court date. I want to get out of here. Um, You know, and I, you know, kind of bounced around like that a lot. Um, I had like, um, you know, when I went back to New Jersey, my mom, the court actually let me out because I um, told them that, uh, you know, my mom's going to come take me back to New Jersey. You won't have to deal with me again, Texas. And um, (laughs) so I went back to New Jersey, but I had problems too there. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, you know I was I was getting arrested and stuff like that for different problems in the neighborhood uh, but then at the same time' it's like I people always used to put me aside because I, I, I did six months in a group home which is like a last chance kind of place like they basically said look you're not really a criminal you have problems which you know those are your mitigating you know circumstances yeah. and you know so we're not just gonna throw you in jail because we don't think that's gonna help you right now what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you a chance to rehabilitate and see the other side of life and what actually turned me around I was in a group home called care in Carney New Jersey Mm -hmm. And um, it was the first time where it was like, all right, it was this place like three boys or like four boys and four girls live together as teenagers and they have to learn how to work out their problems. But (laughs) the thing was that I found out when I was being like a jerk and just fighting people and, and yelling, the girls didn't like me. You know, uh-huh. so but I, when I was acting mature and I was like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm gonna be the bigger man. The girls, you know, kind of, So I was like, all right, great. You know what? Maybe I should do that instead. So like, um, yeah, it wound up getting me girls at like 15 years old, and I've been, uh, I've been kind of uh,
0: behaved <laughs> since then. You know. Let me ask you He's this though. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of curious, and this is not about the girls though. <laughs> yeah. Like You've been in, if you've been are. if you've been arrested <laughs> several times, how did you not get killed in jail? You know what? Like,
3: um, cause all right. I I had this weird kind of thing like all right I, I knew how to kind of work the system a little bit you know what I mean because sure. when you've been in the system your whole life basically you find out what buzzwords work what kind of verbiage will get you out of trouble right. and you know I, I always went back to the same thing because like I remember the cops used to always really like get on me like I'd be walking home from school they'd be like they'd be driving by hey your mom know you're out here what you doing huh like, and I'm like hey man I'm just trying to go to the store you know um, but I would like whenever I would get in trouble I would say look you know what man I got this thing going on at home you know understand you know what i mean like uh... you know my uh you know but the, the re- i was i was being honest you know i had a kind of you know fucked up you know thing going on but at the same time it was like you know i let them sh- i showed them also that i was redeemable you know in some sense st- because mm-hmm. i wasn't gonna go out there and really be incorrigible because there was always some kind of circumstance that made it like you know where it wasn't always my fault like i like i mean i got into some trouble I, i'm not even really gonna get into all of it but you know like i had some problems when i was like you know younger and um, they would like the cops to stop me and they can you know, say hey you know what we got to take you in and I said look you know, this is going on that's going on you know this happened and what would you do if you were in the situation right, I understand that but um, but it was like the, the group homes I think when they said all right we're not going to really put this guy in jail we're going to put him in a group home and where he can get like you know help and like you know like uh, and deal with you know some of the problems that he has going on so I have to thank them but also I have to thank books you know because um, you know I, I, I would right. leave school for a long time like I would I would be like uh, I would disappear from school for like months you know and I would just go to the library and read books and and it was like you know in school I would have problems because I, I couldn't really deal with like a lot of people you know at yeah. my own age uh, but the, in the books like you know I, I can go there and I could read Mark Twain I could read you know hunter Thompson I could read you know Dostoevsky, and and I could just go to another world and like I can think of uh and I just pass the time by you know because I didn't really want to be at home either you know because I had some things going on over there too so by getting out and um, and really like having like oh you know this is what I'm gonna do when I get old enough I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna become a writer too and, and like now we were talking about you know I just, I just went around the world you know and uh, I never thought that I would get out of New Jersey like that and really be able to like do some of the things I dreamed of doing some of the things that I'm doing, but I, I really wasn't sure how it would happen because, like, people like me, you know, they, they usually don't end good stories. Yeah, yeah,
2: um, yeah. Um, I just want to comment. You, you mentioned earlier that you created this character of being... I was going to ask about that. Yeah, no, no, no. go right ahead. Yeah, yeah,
3: Um, You
2: created this character of being this, um, I don't know, rich kid?
3: Not really a rich kid, but, like, you know, like, not... Like living in a one bed, one room shack, you know, uh, you know, working at a supermarket. No, 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 but, but no,
2: but your character was that of a rich kid or yeah, whatever. Or just, like that. just, just so people would take it seriously as a writer, uh, as a or person, as a person. Oh, all right, all right.
3: Because if I go out there and I said, look, I, you know, I, I just got you know fired from my job at a supermarket and I dropped out of college recently, but I, I really want to write, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, but um. I
2: think. No, I, th- I think now. Now that you know, we have we've had more success stories, author success stories. I think that if you presented yourself as a writer from that background, you would. You well, you really are much more interesting.
3: Well at the time it would have been it wouldn't have yeah. been interesting because yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like, Well, you know what, uh who are you? Get out of here. We're not right. gonna give you a shot. <laughs> so I I really just needed to go out there and like I I, I I hadn't didn't have two pennies. I remember it was like Miguel Cotto versus Carlos Quintana um, press conference was supposed to be at uh at the the tavern on the green in uh, in Central Park and I had to take a two dollar bus across the Hudson River to go and, you know, but I didn't have the two dollars to to get uh, I got on the bus and I thought all right you know what I'm going to do when I get over the thing I'm going to jump off and I'm going to run but <laughs> oh, I was stupid shit. because I didn't realize that like central park then is like 20 blocks you know from you know where they <laughs> I didn't know like you know that that stuff I didn't think that far ahead but when I got <laughs> when I got over the bridge I thought oh man you know, I can't do it I told the guy hey look man I don't know I lost my wallet and he's like oh you lost your wallet he takes a U turn goes right across the bridge again and didn't even bother to pick up people cuz he'd have to let me off so I'm like, all right, that guy lost his money on that. When I got back to New Jersey, I, I just, like, got off the bus and I ran because he thought I was going to go into the bank and, like, you know, and and, and get some money out. <laughs> uh, I took off running. I said, well, you know what? We're even now. Uh, and I'll just, like, you know, read someone else's story about what happened at the press conference. <laughs> but, like, really, it was, like, people wouldn't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. It was, like, um, yeah. you know, when, even here, like, you know, it's hard. If you don't have, like, a, an Ateneo degree mm-hmm. or a LaSalle degree, it's hard to get those, those spots, you know? Um, so it's, like, even if you're a talented guy, Mm -hmm. If you don't know somebody Like for me I didn't know anybody You know I was just like this Like you know Kind of like a street kid You know Um, And people would ask me Like what what school I went to And I have to explain That I I dropped out You know Um, People wouldn't understand So I I didn't I, I went into full survivalist mode and I was like, you know, I'm going to just write my ass off until I become so good that they can't actually hold me out. You know, that it doesn't matter what I did before, you know, or the mistakes or, or, or that I don't have a dad in the business. You know, I'm going to they're going to let me on because I'm just that good.
2: Uh, given all that, given all those circumstances, how did you get in?
3: Uh, how I got in, basically, I, I was on a, I used to go to these boxing forums, like, okay. it's called com, and um, I used to go in there and argue, like, basically how I do, like, in the forum. Basically,
2: in our... just like me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just like me. No, that's how you, you did that? You did continue, the no, continue, sir. Yeah. Well, basically, I would just go on there and, like, uh, argue and make, make these little posts and stuff like that, and then someone actually uh, noticed my stuff on the post. I, I used to go out there, and I would be, like, semi-trolling, but really, there was, like, a real, like, I had infallible, you know, logic, but it was i was being a dick about it and someone said why don't you write these for our website and i had taken like you know my creative writing stuff in college and, and i was always a writer and like you know like people don't know this like probably like the first ever journalism i did was in juvenile detention cuz some of the kids were like illiterate uh-huh. And, like, they would have – they would ask me, you know, I, I would, like, kind of, like, at brownie points, they would ask me to, like, you know, write their letters home. So I would write their letters home, and they would, like, you know, dictate these things, like – and they would tell me fucked up stories, like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm really sorry that, like, you know, I lit the dog on fire, you know. <laughs> and that was, like, me – I was, like, my first reporting, you know. Like, I'm I'm writing this letter to their mom, you know. It's no, but, news. You know, I – no, I, I – there <laughs> was one fucked up, you know, letter I'm not going to talk about because I've – it was it was fucked no, up. Go right ahead.
2: No, 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 no. No, it, I, I think it's, not, it's. I think when he doesn't want to talk about it, I think it's. Really yeah, it, it was
3: up. really fucked <laughs> up, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what though, man. Like I, some people like I would help them all out, you know. Like and and like because the thing is if they get their mom or their parents on their side, maybe they can go home. Right. So they wanted me to go out there and really kind of like you know make it look nice. Right. So um, I would, you know, I was always like writing it, like um, uh, and then like people started catching on, and and I really like got over, and I was I, I got really lucky. Um. I, I'm, I get to do what I love for, for a living i can 't believe they give me money to do what, what I do. I would be doing this for no money uh, because I did this for no money for so long because like the first two three years i didn 't make a dime. I was just writing I was going out there like I would get whatever money. I was working at these things called uh, labor ready where like you go like day labor like you show up early in the morning and maybe if they have a spot, like you can go like uh, clean up a, a construction site or like you can like put stuff on the shelves in an IKEA warehouse. Or, or, you know things like that. Where like if if a mover needed you for a, like a couple hours, and you get thirty bucks for like eight hours of work, and you know break your back, you know. And I would take that money, and I would go to like a, a internet cafe and write my stories. And uh, I would I would do it all over again.
2: Right. Yeah, I, was, I was just saying, Karina, which is like me. I don't, I don't want to toot my or, my own horn too much, but. Um, you know, I would I would also you know debate on on forums, wrestling forums, and they didn't really ask me to write. I just, I just there was just a columns forum, and I would just um, write columns about wrestling, and the, regardless of whatever I knew or didn't know about wrestling, and yeah, and, and I, I I can commiserate with you about not making a living out of it. And for me personally, in a way, I still don't make a living out of writing about wrestling. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that you um, actually do make a living about writing about what you love.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I have a question now because, like, uh, you know, you come from the U.S. and you're part of the Boxing Writers Association. You're part of Ring Magazine. Yeah. What brings you the, to the Philippines or what makes you want to leave that in the U.S. and just come over here and, you know, be affiliated with Rappler and, and, and you know, and, right here in the Philippines? And
2: both doing the same thing, though, but why here? Yeah, why like, here? It, it,
3: it's weird because, like, um, you know, I, I never really told anyone, like, the real reason. um. But like you know, as I said, you know, I'm kind of raised in like you know, single family household. My mom's Italian, my dad's Filipino. You know, and I, uh, you know, uh, you know, I grew up with my dad a little bit, but like, it was kind of like I didn't really get to know him that much. So, um, I came out to the Philippines, and I got to find. I almost feel like I, I actually tweeted something the other day. I said, um, you know, my dad left the Philippines and came back. Yes, yeah, I, I
2: saw that tweet. Yeah. And that's that was basically nice.
3: what I was meaning was that like, really, I found out a little bit, like, kind of like more about my father. You know, because uh, we we don't really talk. We haven't talked in like a long time. But okay. like, um, it was like I I went actually to Leyte the first trip, uh, my, where my father's from, in, uh, near Tacloban, and. Tanawan, And I found – I went to the home where he was born in. And on it, like, right, um, there was like a – you know, in the cement, he had his name, Jaime, and then a peace sign because that's when I guess, you know, the hippies were around at that time. And that was a cool thing. (laughs) And I was like, wow, you know, like um, maybe my my dad wouldn't appreciate that. But, you know, like uh, uh, for me it meant a lot. So I went there and I saw that and I was like, wow, I kind of feel like this – Philippines in a lot of ways is kind of like – Uh, filled in a lot of the blanks that I've had in my life growing up and It's really like you know I love it here. I got married out here. I I met my wife uh, actually in New York, um, and she was the one who helped me come out here because I didn't know anyone out here, and I was a bit nervous uh, to really make that big of a jump. And uh, but it's been it's been a wonderful time being out here, and I'm I've I'm really lucky to have this opportunity to uh, really connect with the Filipino people and really to find who I am uh, as a Filipino person, where I fit in into the whole uh, diaspora, and um, it's. The, this is. I would not want to live anywhere else but here. Right. I just want to
2: make a joke. Stan, he's Derek Ramsey.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an English only, please reference. Who is that? Uh, Derek Ramsey is a Filipino American actor. <laughs> Oh, the guy from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, that yes. guy. Because
3: <laughs> he's the only guy I know here. Because he's everywhere.
0: Right, right. Two really quick questions right now before uh, before we go to our picks of the week. First question: We know you're a PWR fan, and we know yeah. you're a mark for one of the superstars. Tell us about this guy and what you really like about this this superstar.
3: Man, you know what? Like, uh, I did, I went to the first PWR show. I missed the second one, unfortunately, because I had work. But I was really like, I, I was like, I didn't know what I was gonna say. and then I saw Ken Warren. He comes out there and this is what I love about his gimmick right, 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 right. Ken fucking Warren this guy he comes out Philippines this is why it's genius this is a Filipino guy and he's in the Philippines the Philippines is known for social media right so he's going to go out there and be every dick that you see taking a selfie <laughs> out on the street and make a gimmick out of it. You know, for me, and it also, I could, he could work his ass off, man. Like, right, I mean, right, right. Chris Panzer, he was working with Chris Panzer. I thought they had great chemistry mm-hmm, together. They do, they do. And, like, to me, it's like that's that's the match right there. Like, you know, like, I know that, like, obviously, um, you know, you, you, they're, they're going to other things too. But for me, it's like I think that one thing that they should really highlight is this this guy, Ken Warren, man, that's their guy, man. That's that's, that's their one. That's their, that's their
0: shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, um, I remember at the event, I was sitting right in front of you and Bill Velasco, and you told him, this guy comes out of fucking Beastie Boys. I can't fucking boo for this guy. I can't boo this. this is guy. He's a fucking man. He yeah. know, automatically, he went baby face for me. But like, um, I actually it was funny because you
3: know Mike Buesa, right? Yeah, um, right. He's, he's a rapper guy too. He works with me, and like, uh, it was funny because like, uh, I, I would go up to him all the time, and he's like sitting there working. And he works in research. I go, like, Ken fucking Warren, the whole fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then like, Mike's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" You know? They're <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, "It was just insane." like I, I, for me it's like i would i would love to see that match um like him and panzer like i want to see them do like a, a third time you know um last man standing that's that <laughs> for me it's like all right i don't think that we should go out there I, I love philippine wrestling i love you know that like we have it here i think that we should make it something our own right. you know and for me the guy who makes it uh, uniquely Filipino and it's completely organic is Ken Warren. He's there's nothing like him in the states. You know, it's not like you know we're trying to build off of something that we've already seen somewhere else. Ken Warren is is absolutely like I'm, I mean I'm not gonna say he's perfect yet because there's some things he has to understand about his you know his uh, his <laughs>
0: <laughs> and his Jerry curl.
3: Yeah, and his Jerry curl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's a little guy. He takes an ass beating. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Well, right, uh, so, Sam,
0: can you make it happen? All right, let, me, let me tell you this right now. On the podcast, I'm about to make a huge announcement right after we record, and it involves your boy, Ken Give him Warren. the
3: title. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last question, and I know a lot of the Pinoy wrestling fans out there are wondering. There's a guy on Rappler.com. He goes by Joe the Grappler Marsalis, and he writes about WWE Monday Night Raw. His column's called Raw Deal. The question is, Ryan, are you Joe the Grappler?
3: You know what? Um I thought we were doing okay in this interview and then you go out- <laughs> You know what I'm saying, and then you go out there and be a dick to me. I, I'm not that much of an asshole that I could be, Joe the Grappler. Like I'm, I'm the editor. Like I'll get these emails and I'll look at it and I'll be like, "What the fuck is this,
1: man?" Like
3: you know this, you know, John Cena apologist stuff. You know, it's just weak to me. You know, like, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I he's okay. He's, uh, you know, he has good arguments, but just for me, like, um, like uh, I, I couldn't be that much of a dickhead to write that column. Um, all right, I'll, I'll have the big unveiling right now, okay? All right, everyone wants to do because it's not me, you know, Cause I, you know, because I'm not into that John Cena shit. But like, um, I imagine if I, I could actually be like a heel character, like as like an alternate of myself, yeah. and I love John Cena, you yeah. know, and and, and, I, and I complain about you know the, you know. People getting buried. But, I, I, you know, all right. I, you know. right. Let's do this. Let's do this. I, I think we've had it long enough. I think it's been going on for like three months. You know, I think that, you know, this angles played out. You know, it's time to do it. Um,
0: big payoff's coming.
3: I see the big payoff. You know, I'm glad that I have the opportunity here on Smart Giles Pilipinas uh, to make this happen. Um, it, it, it really is uh, Marie Rekano. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, Marie, I know you didn't want me to put you on a spot like that. Um... You know, I know we had an agreement, because I don't want you getting buried, but uh, yeah, it is you, and uh, stop with the John Cena bullshit, okay?
2: You're dicks.
1: You know, I just, I gotta
3: gotta call you out of that now. You know, you wore me out over the last few months. Every week, you know, you can't see me, hustle, loyalty, respect. You know what? Face the music, Okay. Face the music.
2: Guys are going. We're going down.
0: <laughs> we're going to hell. We're going down. <laughs> Alright. So I guess the secret's out. The According secret's to out. Ryan Sangalia. I'm the editor, I wouldn't lie. Sports editor of rappler.com. <laughs> you heard he it 1st you You'd lose all credibility if yeah. it wasn't
3: her. You're right. So it, it's her and um, you know, just just stop it, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know it's you. Hey, at least somebody's getting paid for writing those raw deal uh, columns, right? Yeah, waste <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're about to end the podcast. Wait, 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 sorry, sorry. Sure. We, 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 you know, <laughs> I just want
2: to ask, what do you got to say about those people who you know who who complain about that this kind of shit appearing on Raffler?
3: Which oh um you know what uh fuck you um because <laughs> uh, you know what they gave me the ball right they look they um, we're we're gonna use uh we're gonna talk kayfabe here all right uh or we're we we're, we're gonna you know get a you know, like Carney talk right now they gave me the book you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right now I'm Kevin Sullivan I'm Ric Flair <laughs> you know if I tell you you're gonna job you're gonna job you know bump your little ass over the ring no um, I think it's great because you know what the, no one else is doing it I'm glad that you know Rappler uh, as long as I as long as I got the book you know it's gonna <laughs> always be a, a place where uh, wrestling fans can you know, have a thoughtful you um, the real MVP yeah you know what I'm saying exactly because I, I, think, I think it's actually pretty good stuff um, and I think it's been catching on in popularity and uh, <laughs> I, I would like to see actually more wrestling fans you know If you guys want, you know, wrestling to be more mainstream, you need to have your voices heard.
2: There you go. Go out there. Comment
3: on the stories. Let's get that debate going. This Joe the Grappler person, I never agree with this person. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) In fact, you know, Marie, you know, you know. (laughs) Stop burying the guys I like. But, like, you know, I think that there is room for debate and that it's intelligent and it's well thought out. And uh, whether you like it, disagree or or agree with it, you can go out there and and, and speak up and, and make it so that people will not say things like, oh, Ryan, why do you have all this wrestling stuff out there? You know? I uh, think it's better than – I'll tell you what. This is the thing. With Joe the Grappler, I, I have to put him over because he went, when I'm four, it was just me writing about it. And actually, all the comments were, like, negative. Like, what is it? It looks like a carny, like, you know, newsletter, you know, like – because I was always using like these insider terms, I, I, you know, I had right, right, heard right, from right. like what, you know, more sure. uh, about like RF shoot, you know, I've watched them, right. of them, like, and that's how I would write them. At least Joe Grappler speaks in English, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for that, we respect you, Booker Man. And yes. we do tell you, man, you are the real MVP. Now let's wrap up this baby. It's been one hell of a recording sesh uh, with our picks of the week. And if you're new to the podcast, basically the pick of the week is we pick a match, a segment, a promo, a vignette, anything that was worthy of our attention. It could be a podcast, something that for you was really must-see, must-read, must-listen to for this week. So let me start it off. My pick of the week for this week, the main event of Lucha Underground from last week, Phoenix versus Puma for the Lucha Underground Championship.
1: All right. Well, for me, it's got to be my boy Sami Zayn versus Neville for the championship again on NXT. Not their best match. Sure. Not their best match, but one of my favorite matches of the week, NXT on Wednesday nights now. right.
0: Thank you very is, much.
1: Is, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. If you've read the spoilers, I
2: pity you. Yeah, I, I have. I'm sorry. I have not, so don't 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 we're, say we're, anything. We're don't not, say anything. We're not
0: saying anything. No, I have for fantasy reasons, man. Ah, for I'm fantasy oh, reasons, no, it, it goes <laughs> like down. All right. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry.
0: All
2: right. What's your pick of the week? <laughs> sorry, can't get over everything we just talked about. Fucking <laughs> what <laughs> No, um, it wasn't the best. Leave in the group tomorrow. Oh god! Oh god!
3: <laughs> Had to be done. Had to be done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it wasn't the best of matches, but for the moment itself, I want to pick. Daniel Bryan versus Kane. All right, from 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 Thursday Night SmackDown. Thursday Night SmackDown. Good. stuff. Uh, but uh, it was a reassurance that everything with Bryan so far is okay. Okay, that he can still work the same way. And yeah, and Bryan, if you have anything,
3: um, I would say um, uh, the NWO, uh, right? The new uh, <laughs> road. War- uh, I'm sorry, a uh, road dog, Jesse James, and uh, the New Age Outlaws, and uh, the APA. Yeah going out there and uh, bumping those little jabrones all in the ring. Uh, I thought that was great. You know, I think that we should take out the trash a little bit more often uh, so it doesn't start to fester.
0: All right. And with that, we'd like to thank you very much for uh, listening to another episode of the SGP Podcast. Thank you, by the way, to the Melonati 417 for having us over, letting us use their equipment. Thank you very much for subscribing to us on iTunes. We're also on uh, the the podcast stores of of Google Play. Uh, We're also on Buzzsprout. Thank you so much for subscribing. Do give us comments Comments, like us on Facebook. We've got a Page. It's Facebook.com. Oh, God. God. Slash the SGP Podcast. On Twitter, you can also chime in. It's at the SGP Podcast. We have a guest. And we have a guest as well. Individually, you can tweet him
3: at Ryan Songalia not like a uh, Songalia <laughs> like Stan was trying to call me before. my bad no it's all good man at least call me Ryan Songalia I'm not a country <laughs> no <laughs> Ryan, at Ryan Songalia you, you know come out there talk shit to me I don't care
0: alright and individually I'm at Stan 94 7 at Rose War at Caveman Camus and uh, this is us saying goodbye we're gonna catch you again next week right after the right after the Royal Rumble we're gonna be talking about all the shit that went down but for now peace out
1: Please don't stop listening to us. Peace.
3: I'm Ryan Sungalia, and you're listening to the SGP podcast with these three jabronis. And if you're like me, you think the ascension sucks. <laughs> <laughs>